This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is also the first day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, President Joe Biden will be in Philadelphia tonight for a major primetime speech on what the White House calls the continued battle for the soul of the nation. Hey, what time does this flight arrive, Kathy? <laughs> oh, Nick, man. Nick, I have all the details. Okay. The speech is scheduled to begin at 8 p.m. outside of Independence Hall. That means commuters will need to watch out for road closures during the event. And as the president motorcade travels between Center City and the airport. As for the presidential visit timeline, you should expect traffic closures to begin at about 4 p.m. They're saying from 4th to 6th Street and then from Market Street down to Walnut Street, but that, um, you know, with the motorcade and when the president comes to town, they pretty much can close whatever they want at any yeah. time. Um, and what you do need to know is if you're flying out of the Philadelphia International Airport, uh-huh. I don't know if anybody here is, Go on. but President oh, Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are set to arrive at the Philadelphia International Airport at about 6.50 p.m. Well, the, the good news is if the soul of the nation is good, you'll probably leave on time. All right. <laughs> but if there are problems... Right, you're then... not. You know, I was at the airport one time when the... Uh, you guys remember, obviously, when the, when the Pope visited Philly, and uh, I picked up a friend at the airport that same day. The Pope landed... In that uh, executive airport, executive yeah. airport, yeah, away. Yeah. And that I should think, be where it is, right? I think that's where the president's going to so. land yeah, to. For, for they're Air not going to land Air Force One next. <laughs> no, no but they'll close down they'll the be... airspace, yeah. which means flights can't leave or land. Nah, right. they'll probably be in the sea terminal, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a Chickies and Pete's there. You might want to swing by and get some crab fries. What's the crappy one, D? He's probably flying into there. Yeah, yeah. Imagine him in line in front of you at the Cinnabon. This is really good. The presidential uh, motorcade will then make its way to Independence Mall for the president's remarks at 8 p.m. After the speech, uh, the motorcade will then travel back to the airport. The Bidens are expected to leave town at 9.25 p.m. Isn't he? I thought he was going to take in the Hooters show as well. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to Hooters out in KOP. Uh, Drivers should watch for traffic traffic disruptions along the motorcade route. Biden's trip to Philadelphia is the second of three visits to Pennsylvania in in less than a week. He delivered remarks in Wilkes-Barre on Tuesday and will be in Pittsburgh on Labor Day. Former President Donald Trump will be in Pennsylvania this weekend as well. He will campaign for Mehmet Oz and Doug Mastriano at an, at an event in Wilkes-Barre on Saturday. And the Pope is coming back. Just okay, for good. Now. Just for kicks. <laughs> just for made in America. So, Nick, you should be fine. <laughs> All right, good. I love this. It's a great bill. <laughs> Pennsylvania State Police say a young girl who was abducted in Reading was found safe in New York City Wednesday night. An Amber Alert was issued after police say 13-year-old Janae Kalia Henry was kidnapped in the area of Schuylkill Avenue in Reading at about 2 a.m. on Wednesday. Police say the man who took her traveled all the way to New York City. The girl was found 15 hours after her disappearance wearing no shoes on Glenmore Avenue in Brooklyn. It was not immediately known if she suffered any injuries. Mm-hmm. A male suspect identified by police as 47-year-old Dwayne Taylor was taken into custody custody in New York City. He is facing charges of kidnapping, burglary, aggravated assault, and other related offenses. Police are still uh, investigating a motive and exactly how the man knew the girl, but they did confirm that there was some connection. Did you guys get an Amber Alert? I I didn't for some reason. Yeah, activated a couple of times on me, actually. Uh, Police say the girl is... Maybe because I was a suspect. (laughs) Police say the girl is headed back to Pennsylvania to be reunited with her family. 
The animal care and control team is already trying to clear the shelters of cats and dogs, but now the organization says it's trying to deal with a number of exotic animals. One of the problems with ACT accepting these exotic animals is that they don't have a place to store them, and they really can only house exotic animals for one to two days. Most of these animals are legal, but if people don't have the time and space requirements, it's harmful and cruel to the animal, and they risk getting loose. ACT says uh, someone recently tried to surrender a Siberian tiger cub. Oh, my God. Uh, Come on. (laughs) Right? And here's a warning for those thinking about releasing snakes, reptiles, and birds into the wild. Uh, Act says they're not wild at this point. They've been domesticated enough. Many cannot survive in our local ecosystem. They could become a new predator and plague an unsuspecting neighborhood. You saw what happened in Florida with the uh, snakes being introduced. Uh, a Burmese python can eat someone's chihuahua if it gets loose, they said. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they've been domesticated. They're so used to the, the weather up here. Then they get, uh, you know, and it's they a make little bit friends. colder. Yeah, yeah. They, make friends. they get jobs. Yeah. Yeah, but then they start snowboarding and they head down to Florida. Oh, yeah. you know? well, I mean, they, they can they make it that far. You know, you get on a flight, they're half of it snakes. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get on here? <laughs> Oh, man, there is, um, I wish I, I had her information. There is a woman, though, that will take these um, exotic pets, like when people don't want them, so that this doesn't happen because the shelters okay. can't really take care yeah. of them. They're not, they're not equipped. Yeah, she has, but she They has... used to have a, a, an enclosure specifically for Siberian tigers and snakes. <laughs> I don't know if she'd take the tiger. She yeah, had a yeah. lot of reptiles. I'm not sure she's a tiger person. If I can find her information, I'll pass it along All right. later. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Phillies cruise to an easy win over the Diamondbacks, winning 18 to 2 last night yeah! in Arizona. The Phillies had 22 hits, scored 18, and all 19 starters in the lineup had at least two hits. Bailey Falter threw a career-high six and a third innings and gave up just one run, giving the team another rotation option during the final six weeks of the season. The Phils are off today before continuing a road trip in San Francisco with a weekend series against the Giants tomorrow night. The Union won again, beating Atlanta United last night at Subaru Park. They continued their home dominance with a 4-1 win and improved to 10-0-5 at home this season. The Eastern Conference leading Union also clinched a playoff berth and are the lone club in Major League Soccer without a home loss. The Union are on the road this weekend with a match against the New York Red Bulls on Saturday night. And Serena Williams' expected retirement was put on hold again after the 23-time major champion pulled off a three-set upset over number 2 seed Annette Contavite in the second round of the U.S. Open last night at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Next, Williams will face Isla Tomjanovic. Tomjanovic. Tom. What is it? Tomjanovic. <laughs> that's it. Tomorrow night in yes. the third round. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. And I'll remind you once again today we gather on the first day of September. September morning. Yes, we're back into that time, that transitional period, September moving us towards fall. We should do this for a little bit. Yeah. It does feel like home when we start playing this, and then we get sick of it by the halfway through. I do. It, yeah. it just yeah. kind of, it's, I think we have an up-tempo version. We have a whole we bunch do, of We do, but this is the, this is yeah. the OG. This is the classic. The original. The we got to do this on the first. Yeah. Absolutely. The OG. Yeah. Kathy, if, yes, um, Casey. is it okay to put out pumpkin decorations now that it's September? Or do you have to wait until after Labor Day? I, I, my rule is after Labor Day, for okay. sure. All right. But okay. inside you can do it. 
listen, it's Labor Day weekend. If, if you're going to take the weekend and decorate, that's okay. Go crazy. Yeah, Go right. crazy. Do it. Put out but your th- I appreciate you uh, asking my opinion, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we got stuff today. We have things to take care of. Uh, and we're excited because uh, it's the return of an event that we only do every once in a while. And it seemed appropriate right about now. It is the battle of the self-proclaimed experts that is taking place. The Always Sunny in Philadelphia edition. This is going to be a very difficult one because there's a lot of material to choose from. It is the longest-running sitcom in television history, is it not? It is. There's so much there, and we have compiled some information. I'll I'll give credit to those who deserve the credit in helping out with this because it's voluminous amount that we have to choose from. And we have two... Very confident people coming in this morning. We'll like introduce that. them later on in the 8 o'clock hour. And up for grabs, really cool setup. The Always Sunny and Podcast Live at the Met is coming up. And this is going to be a VIP ticket that they're going to get. Two of them, actually. And it includes uh, a full setup. I mean, with the you know bar and food and that whole thing. Everything. And a chance to meet the gang that night. So it's going to be Monday, September 19th at the Met. So... Uh, we're going to get that underway in the 8 o'clock hour. It yeah. should be a, a really fierce competition. I, I wonder how I'll do because I like just, you know, I, I watch the show. Right. But I don't think I could compete on a level like this. Even we, mm. Listen, we spoke to Rob. Yeah. Rob said that the fans know more about the show yeah. than they do. The creators, the <laughs> producers, all of that. Steve, when we did the Harry Potter one, like, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. And that was really difficult. Like, right. And, and, but the contestants... Nailed it. They were awesome at yep. it. So, you know, it's like, like unbelievable. They were so good. So for this one, I think these guys are going to do just just fine. Yeah. And then we have a great interview later on today. Uh, Keenan Thompson will be joining us. Uh, the Emmy Awards are coming up on the 12th and he is hosting the Emmy Awards, right? You know, and there, there's in the news recently uh, talk of a second Good Burger movie. I know. <laughs> yeah. We have to ask him about that. And listen, uh, short week for us this week. So that means the word of the week prize. We are giving it away today and is a trip or two to see Bush, Allison Chains, Breaking Benjamin in West Palm Beach, Florida, Saturday, October 1st. Uh, round trip airfare, two nights hotel, and the whole deal. So we'll get to that at the end of the program. And besides that, other things to give away, we'll have a chance to win some random things throughout the program. Let's take a break and come back in a moment. I have a very interesting Johnny Depp story that I think you guys are really going to enjoy, yeah. uh, as well as a stupid question and other things that we'll get into. So stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl, which is on the October 23rd at Xfinity Live. The question is, the Orient Express train originally ran from Paris to what city? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. So the Oriental Express uh, originally ran from Paris to what city? Or maybe you called the Orient Express. Either way, 215 263 WMMR, let's see if you know the answer to that. Thursday, September 1st, I'll mention some birthdays while we wait for your call. We'll start with a very lovely girl. Zendaya has Oh, my God, she's very talented. Yes, and she's she's an actress, a singer. She's a a musical, a stage performer. She's incredible. Uh, For the longest time, I called her Zendaya. But you were wrong. Until I heard her herself pronounce the name Zendaya is how you do that. She is 
great in tons of stuff, obviously, uh, as MJ, Mary Jane, whatever she goes by. She's perfect, Jay. Yeah. Um, and the Dune uh, film. Excellent. Is wonderful. It's, and uh, what's her show on? Uh, is it Euphoria? Euphoria? Yeah. yeah. So she is, uh, she's just lighting things on fire right now, celebrating her 26th birthday she today. a lovely girl. Yes. Lovely. Uh, lovely. <laughs> All right, I'll bring you back, Reed. Right. It's Lily Tomlin's birthday. No, not so much. Yeah. I don't know, Great man. comedic actress. Okay. I no, was watching... No, you, you actually do know. Mm, okay. <laughs> what do you know? Lily Tomlin? You're going to tell me you're turned on by Lily Tomlin. I'm going to say she's attractive. I was watching this movie, 9 to 5, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh. Okay. You know, she's not... It's not ugly. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let that go. Uh, nine to five is a What are you going to let go, okay? It's a fun <laughs> that movie. Uh, I'm going to let both you guys go, and I'm going to continue <laughs> on right, here. Go for it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she goes back to uh, laughing and loads of movies. Steve, um, a movie you might appreciate was, uh, what was the one... All of Me? Yes, with Steve Martin. With Steve Martin. Yeah. Great performance. Yes. Yeah, where they switch... His, yeah. his physical comedy right. in that is fantastic. It's an okay movie. No, she's super talented. Yeah, I, I agree. No. Uh, but uh, she's uh, she's also, in, you know what, it's, it's a fun movie to watch because it's, it's just incredibly awkward. That romantic movie she did with uh, John Travolta where he was kind of the boy toy for her. Oh, I don't remember that. It, it was it was a serious movie for Lily Tomlin. Okay. And uh it was it was like a real misstep, but it's it's wild to watch it cuz it's so awkward. In case they just pulled up an older black and white photo of her. She was cute. Absolutely. Yeah. I will give you that for sure. She is uh, a smashed ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's me. I'm dead. You got to respect me. I, listen, you can speak your mind. You're dead. Uh, she's 83 today, by the way. Uh, Billy Blanks, the inventor of Thai bow. Oh, my, oh God. my God. When you couldn't get away from those infomercials for a uh, while. Talk about a successful campaign, though. This is one of the first real television-style viral campaigns mm-hmm. for Thai bow. Like after Jane Fonda's workout. That yep. was like the, um, I did it in our, uh, the house we rented in college and my friends would come over and when our one roommate would go to class, we would do it in her room because uh, she had the biggest space where we could work out. So we would work out. Both of us be sweaty in this other girl's <laughs> poor room. It was a, it was a decent workout. Do no. you remember, Kathy, you may have been taught by Who's Lou because he taught... He- he he was an instructor. He was a Thai bow in gym. Westchester. Yeah. Oh wow! At, um, at, at, down the street at the gym. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, he was in a recent. I think it was a um, a, a Geico commercial. Oh really? They were kind of doing a parody of the Thai bow craze. Okay. He's sixty-seven today. Uh, it's Doctor Phil's birthday today. Uh, so he turns 72 years old today. Maybe six gerbils, two hamsters, and a rabbit or something. He can six get him. gerbils, yeah. two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit? I forgot the cat. Uh, so I am a sexy, sassy bitch. <laughs> He's another Oprah acquisition. Yep. He was, um, she became familiar with him because he helped, remember the, the uh, I guess, the meat industry in the yeah. United States went after Oprah? Yeah. And, uh, and she so- said she wasn't going to eat. A hamburger anymore, right? <laughs> uh, because mad cow disease, and they got all crazy about that, right? And so she actually helped counsel Oprah for her testimony. Mm. He turned seventy-two today. Uh, Scott Speedman, actor, Underworld, right? Um, yes, and Felicity. Felicity is the heart Felicity is the heart Today's very popular Felicity. Wait, why does that happen when we talk about Felicity? Uh, that's how they used to do it, uh, advertise, the, the, okay. the guy doing the... Uh, <laughs> his voice was kind of like this, on Felicity. And then Steve took it to right. Steve levels. Yes. Felicity. <laughs> she goes, she gets her textbooks at the college bookstore, but they ran out of them. 
Because I, I think, Steve, I've been laughing at that joke for like 20 years, but I don't think I knew the origins of it. It's the funniest thing, well, Nick, because the show was actually really popular and right. it did take a huge ratings hit when she cut her hair. That's yeah. right. I remember yeah. that. It that was a J.J. Abrams show. Yeah. It was not a good look for her. It wasn't a good look. Scott Speedman, who is on Felicity, right. Right. is 47 today. Uh, Padma Lakshmi <laughs> sells Lakshmi. <laughs> no, Padma Lakshmi. Uh, she the, did a Carl's commercial, didn't she? Uh, yes, I think she did. Like one Carl's of those junior. sexy ones, yes. Uh, beautiful woman, talented uh, television host, and she is... Lovely woman, uh, was 50, married to a Salman Rushdie. 52 today. That is right. She right. she tweeted out some uh, uh, encouraging words yeah. about his recovery. Not way to go. Yeah. Way to go, dude. <laughs> uh, let's see. Keep on trucking. What else? Uh, who else, I should say? Uh, Boyd Holbrook, uh, the actor. Uh, he was on uh, Hatfields and McCoys. I remember him from the movie Milk. Uh, he's also in Gone Girl, and he's one of those guys that pops up character actor uh, type of guy. Good-looking fella. Uh, celebrates his 41st birthday today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is the lovely and talented Gloria Estefan. And she's actually in The New Father of the Bride. She is, with Andy Garcia. And correct. it actually got very good reviews. I'm, I'm curious okay. to see it. Yeah. Um, I loved her. I just thought she was adorable. You know, it's amazing. I don't know if she still has it, but her... Uh, her estate down in Miami. Beautiful. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 She is uh, celebrating her 65th birthday. Well, yeah, her husband was a, a big time writer and producer. Producer, well, yeah. So yeah. They, they made money on top of right. what she was making. And then they also taught Taibo. As an artist. <laughs> and they had a Taibo studio uh, in Miami as well. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. The Orient Express train originally ran from Paris to what city? And we, our phones work today. Yeah. Let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Wonderful. All right, Dave, uh, tell me where the Orient Express ran from. Paris to what city? Uh, Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> One moment, Dave. <laughs> going to give you a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl. And that's Sunday, October 23rd, Xfinity Live. You're going to join limited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs, plus live music and activities all day. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com, keyword burger. Proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-Risk Teen Initiative and the School District of Philadelphia's after-school programming. So the Orient Express falls in a line with a number of other trips where you they're like high-end train rides. They're, they're like bucket list trips that people... Uh, take uh, there's the uh, the Royal Scotsman. Oh yeah, uh, which is another one. Yeah, that one's not uh, cheap. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I was doing the pricing out of them. Like, okay, it right. looks so cool, Steve. And you're like, yeah, I think I probably can afford this. Look at all they give you for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, we're gonna dive right into the entertainment stories. Uh, we'll begin with Ashley Judge. She wrote in the New York's op, uh, New York Times op-ed that uh, authorities made her feel quote like a suspect as they interrogated her. While she held her dying mother's, quote, laboring body. Can't imagine what that would be like. A uh, 54-year-old actress wrote, it is now well known that law enforcement personnel should be trained in how to respond to and investigate cases involving trauma. But the men who were present left us feeling stripped of any sensitive boundary, interrogated, and in my case, as if I was a possible suspect in my mother's suicide. Uh, she added that while she wanted to comfort her mother... As her life was fading, she felt it mandatory to cooperate with law enforcement. Uh, Ashley also lobbied for privacy, writing in an Instagram post on Wednesday, we need better law enforcement procedures and laws 
that would allow suffering families and their deceased loved one more dignity around agonizingly intimate details of their suffering. I mean, um, it's, it's, I guess statistically, I, I wonder how many people come upon someone who's, because she was dying, she just committed, usually right. discover the body. Yes. And so I guess that's an anomaly that she got to her while she was still dying from the, the, the gun wounds. I guess so. Yeah. Aut- aut- she writes, uh, autopsies are public record. So are toxicology reports. We have shared our story so openly to raise awareness, reduce stigma, to help people identify and make sure that we all know uh, that we all uh, know we face mental illness together. Uh, what more do folks want us to give of our grief? And, of course, Naomi died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in April. All right. This is, uh, this is the best story I've read all day. All right. Breaking down her 21 most memorable looks from 1991 to now for British Vogue, iconic Kate Moss recalled the moment when surveying the look that she wore for the 1995 CFDA Fashion Awards in New York City. And so she's looking at the the pictures and she's pointing out some things and she said, that diamond necklace, Johnny gave me that diamond necklace, obviously meaning Johnny Depp. And she said, uh, she goes on to say, they were the first diamonds I ever owned. He pulled them out of the crack of his ass. Oh my God. She said, we were going out for dinner, and he said, and I'm going to use your impression, Steve, I've got something in my bum. <laughs> and he goes, can you have a look? See and that sticking out of my butt? Tug on it. Wait, that's Gene Simmons. They're both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said, uh, I was like, What? And I put my hand down his trousers, right. on, and I pulled out on. a diamond necklace. That diamond necklace, as she was pointing to. By the way, that better be a really good diamond necklace <laughs> if you're going to do that trick. Uh, well, if it's the one we're looking at, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a hefty diamond necklace No, right I'd there. say no thank you. Yeah, would, yeah, of course I you would. I would say no thank you. Yes. Would uh, you see what's in my pee hole? Uh, Moss <laughs> added that she had lost the white John uh, Galliano dress that she wore that night. Uh, she said, if anyone has it out there, please return it to me. It's my favorite dress. How do you lose a dress? He gave it to me for my 21st birthday. <laughs> and she said, this... uh, wait, wait a second, I'm naked. What happened? <laughs> Where'd my it's dress just drafty in here. Well, oh, my dress. She said, those uh, Manolo shoes were my favorite shoes. I lived in them. They were the Mary Jane black patent. Yeah, I couldn't fit those on my ass. <laughs> Uh, Moss and Depp dated from uh, 94 to 98. Uh, she recently testified on Depp's behalf at his defamation trial against Amber Heard, denying a rumor that he had once shoved her down some stairs. So Kate Moss never was, I never thought of her as um, very uh, modely. Her big thing was the sort of a wayfish heroin chic look, mm-hmm. right? That was, that was the, that's what they called it, the heroin but chic look. as then. of late, like, I think she's aged and... You know, she's gotten better looking as she's aged into herself. I haven't seen her in a while, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So, anyhow, those diamonds came out of Johnny Depp's ass. Uh, for <laughs> That's them. not the way to give jewelry. Mm-hmm. That's what he thought. When you popped the question, did you, the right you did what I did. Yeah. I took a dump and said, I asked my wife, I said, root around in that. There's something for you. <laughs> something I have a surprise. Special in there. And you're going to love it. Uh, Cherry Hill police on Wednesday released video and documents from their investigation into the groping allegations against Gary Busey, but the documentation was heavily redacted and revealed no major new details. Most of the police body cam video and witness interview videos are blurred and contain no audio. Uh, The 78-year-old actor can be seen and heard in a 2-minute, 15-second body cam video, uh, which also is partially blurred and muted. Uh, Busey is walking to an awaiting black SUV parked outside the Doubletree Hotel entrance carrying a metal case. 
uh, when he's approached by at least one officer, and uh, the officer asks Busey, how do I get a hold of you? Uh, Busey responds, for what reason? And the video is then muted again for a short duration. When the audio resumes, Busey and the officer engage in a small talk about weather, uh, the weather in California. After another muted portion, the officer can be heard asking, you still have my card, right? Busey pulls uh, out his wallet, takes out something to which the officer says, says yep, that's me. It's in my ass. Uh, the officer shakes Busey's hand and says, take care, have a safe trip. Uh, Busey allegedly groped three victims at a Cherry Hill movie convention, of course, tried to unhook one of the victims' bras and pushed police at one point uh, to convince victims not to report what had happened. So does this all fall in, reading the descriptions of this from different sources, does this fall in misdemeanor territory? I would think so. Right? I don't know. Okay. I was watching Under Siege last night, and Gary Busey's in that. Oh, yeah. He's acting very well. He's delivering lines. Yeah. He's doing competent things. I'm like, where's that guy? Except for when he's dressed like a woman at oh, one yeah. point in that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is pretty terrifying. Uh, he allegedly had inappropriate sexual contact with at least three victims during the photo shoot. So uh, we'll see where this ends up right. going. Sharna Burgess confirmed yesterday she will not be returning to Dancing with the Stars for season 31. Uh, she wrote on her Instagram stories, I, after long conversations and lots of thinking, really trying to sit with what was right, made the decision, the really hard decision, not to do the season this year of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, there has been a list that was released saying that I would be a pro and I won't be. The series, I think, has lost a bit of its buzz and they're, they're bringing in Alfonso Ribeiro to, is it Ribeiro or Ribeiro? Do you know? So, I, I think he could probably go either way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they're bringing him on because they're basically recreating the old vibe of having Tom Bergeron, Tom Bergeron. And, and, and whoever, whoever was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I guess they're trying to get some of that back. But it, it doesn't doesn't seem as big a thing when they announce new lineups and right. stuff. Uh, Sharna, by the way, is a new mom and added that she will still be there in some capacity. I have a couple of interesting Nickelodeon stories. Uh, Zoe 101 star Alexa Nicholas has joined protesters at Nickelodeon Animation Studios in Burbank, California last week and shared that she did not feel safe around producer Dan Schneider. Man, this has been, that's been going on for years. Casey, we talked about this. This guy who was, you know, we know him from head of the class years ago yeah. and became a major producer for Nickelodeon. But all throughout his run, uh, there have been rumors that he's been inappropriate. Uh, Nicholas said during an Instagram Live Thursday, I did not feel like, uh, I did not feel protected in Nickelodeon as a child, personally. That's terrible. I'm Mm -hmm. demanding that Nickelodeon start protecting children and not predators. He also called Schneider, quote, the creator of childhood trauma. And this comes shortly after iCarly actress Jeanette McCurdy shared in her memoir, that someone in Nickelodeon, who she refers to as the creator, encouraged her to drink alcohol when she was underage and photographed wow. her in a bikini during a wardrobe fitting. Oh now, yeah. uh, another, uh, and this is a different uh, claim, but uh, Daniela Monet recently called out Nickelodeon for sexualizing the teen stars of Victorious. Uh, the actress who played Trina Vega on the show from 2010 to 2013 told Business Insider that the wardrobe was not the age appropriate, adding that she, quote, wouldn't even wear some of that today as an adult. The now 33-year-old, mm, Jesus Christ. I know, recalled telling the network uh, that a scene in which she ate a pickle while applying lip gloss was too sexual to air. However, the episode with the scene fully intact 
was ultimately released. It was listen, they did. Did uh, they? You watched it, right? Yeah, because you, you, my kids were Nickelodeon age at that point, and and that show would come on, and I'd be like, "Whoa!" Victoria Justice herself, right? That's her name, right? Victoria Justice and um, Ariana Grande, right. was on there, and and a few other really attractive young ladies that they had. Now, listen, it wasn't like it, it was a little. It was a little saucy. Were they thrown in? Do you think? For the dads, like maybe so, I don't know. The likelihood of getting the TV turned to the channel increased a little bit more. Don't know. No, I mean, I think they there's young boys that like watching their stuff. Young girls that like watching their stuff. And who was the target audience? Would you say age wise? Uh, my young, kids' age, uh, yeah, middle school probably. Yeah, probably nine, ten, eleven. Oh, all something right, like that. something like that. Yep. By the way, uh, Dan Schneider, um, we're having Keenan Thompson on later today. He wrote Good Burger. What? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's his writing credits, his producing credits mm-hmm. are really insane. I, mean, he, I think he stopped acting kind of after Head of the Class, but he's done so much production work since then. Okay. Uh, let me see here. i got a bunch of other things. Let me pick through what I will want to share with you. All right, let's do it. We haven't talked about the MCU in a little while. Uh, one of Marvel's oldest characters, Wonder Man, who I'm not familiar with, uh, is getting a show of their own. Uh, but not without a special cameo from a well-loved character. According to Variety, Ben Kingsley will reprise his role as Trevor Slattery, a failed actor for an unspecified amount of episodes. That character is awesome. I love, loved him. Actor. In uh, Iron Man 3. And Shang-Chi. I remember the ripple effect when they took that character and put that spin on it. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't crack up in that sequence, uh, you know, I don't know what what you you wanted. (laughs) And then to carry it on to, to the other film, yeah, we'll see. I love the part where they're they're kind of interrogating him and and you know he's he's trying to answer the questions and and he's and they're talking about really serious yeah. stuff and all of a sudden they're, the soccer game on TV scores are going hey, oh, hey, <laughs> comes out of the bathroom yeah, and stunk up the joint the best yeah. uh, so the series follows Simon Williams aka Wonder Man a son of a wealthy industrialist that competes with Stark Industries after receiving superpowers from villain Baron Zemo uh huh. He eventually has uh, enemies, uh, uh, an enemies to lover like plotline with the Avengers, and joins them. Uh, I... l- like most Marvel project details are limited, but it is said to be a Hollywood satire. Williams was an actor and stuntman in the comics. Yeah, not not that familiar. <clears throat> no, nah, I don't know it at all. Uh, the series is co-created by Community's Andrew Guest and uh, Sean Shee's Destin Daniel Creton, uh, Creton or Creton. Uh, adding in another community alum to the Marvel Universe. All right, this story I meant to get to yesterday, and I, I dropped the ball, but in 1967, the Monkees played multiple shows in the United States and the United Kingdom on their first ever tour, and an FBI file <laughs> released to the public in 2011 revealed that at least one FBI informant attended a 1967 Monkees concert in Los Angeles. And now Mickey Dolenz, the last surviving member of the band, has filed a lawsuit in order to receive other FBI records collected on the monkeys. Yeah, what would be the purpose of keeping these files out of the the, the yeah. public domain? Because it's the friggin' monkeys. Uh, the new suit alleges that Dolans and his bandmates were quote known to have associated with other musicians and individuals <sighs> whose activities were monitored and/or investigated by the FBI, including. The Beatles, John Lennon in particular, and Jimi Hendrix, among others. You remember they had extensive files. This was a big scandal that the FBI was collecting yeah. on these musicians. Yep. In 2011, several pages of FBI records were made available to the public, which revealed that the FBI was interested in the projections 
that played behind the band's live sets. All right, so <clears throat> the apparently the um, uh, the FBI informant that was there said during the concert, subliminal messages were depicted on the screen, which, in the opinion of the redacted informant's name, <laughs> con- con- uh, constituted left-wing intervention of a political nature. These messages and pictures were flashes of riots in Berkeley, anti-U.S. messages on the war in Vietnam, racial riots in Selma, Alabama, and similar messages which had received unfavorable response from the audience, he said. Uh-huh. Uh, earlier this year, Dolan's filed a Freedom of Information Act request in the hopes of receiving the rest of the monkey's FBI file and is now suing the FBI based on the agency's lack of timely response to the Freedom of Information Act request. Apparently, he made this request a long time ago, and they've really been dragging their feet They slow walk it, as they yeah, say. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any bombshells no, in there. No, but I, I would be curious to see what yeah. they were saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, how about this one? If you weren't already excited for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, even more exciting news came out of the show's UK premiere on Tuesday night. Uh, Amazon boss Jeff Bezos, a.k.a. a man who has no experience as a showrunner, said that the actual showrunners of the prequel series wisely ignored his notes. Uh Uh-huh. So Jeffrey Bezos apparently tried to... uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. (laughs) Bezos said every showrunner's dream, and I mean every showrunner, their dream is to get notes on scripts and early cuts from the founder and executive chairman. He said they love that. I need uh, I need to thank you both for listening, whatever uh, it helped, but mostly I need to thank you for ignoring me at exactly the right time. So essentially he said that they ignored his suggestions and he's glad that they did. So I've been paying attention to everything that's been going on with this series. Each episode estimated to be $60 million. Wow. There's a billion dollar budget for the show. Ooh, I watched um, a couple of reviews yesterday, Preston. Yeah. Reviews that hated it and reviews that adored it. Okay. It's okay. split down the middle. But, um, yeah, and, and the thing is, which is weird, they don't have any of the rights that the movie... So, no access to what was covered in the movies. Um, so, they had to work different things. For example, they couldn't include... Hobbit, so they 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 are hard hardfoots hardfoots or whatever. Seriously? Yeah. So they but they basically are hobbits, but they're like I read Tolkien years and years and years ago in college, and there's there's a lot of minutia associated with it. So most of my understanding is of the movies of the Peter Jackson uh, movies. But uh, yeah, so there's some things they can't quite touch. So, okay, that's interesting. So legally, they have but to do things, a little. Um, but things like elves and things that and, are in the books, yes, things that they. It's so stupid, but contractually, okay. you have to do these things. Okay. They uh, are including Mickey Dolan's, though. Very good. Yeah. He needs to work. Uh, so, Bezos said, my kids have become Tolkien fans as well, and after Amazon got involved in this project, my son came up to me one day. He looked at me in the eyes. Very sincerely, he said, Dad, please don't F this up. <laughs> uh, so, fortunately, he's uh, staying out of the... Uh, uh, the creativity of that. So one thing that was said is that Game of Thrones and uh, the the new one, House of House the, of the Dragon, right? That 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 is adult content. That that is you know very visceral. And they're saying this is more like uh, a Harry Potter version of oh. Game of Thrones. Okay, that its tone is more hmm. tamped down. Okay. and more family friendly. All right, cool. 
Uh, after the unbearable weight of massive talent and the upcoming Renfield, Nicolas Cage isn't done showing off his comedic chops, as sources tell Deadline that he is set to star in the A24 comedy called Dream Scenario. Uh, other than it being described as a comedy, project details are being kept under wraps at this point. Uh, Cage is himself having quite a year, uh, going back to his work in the neon drama Pig, which had him in the mix for awards consideration all season long. Preston, it's a really good movie. Um, it's really good. Yeah, he uses a pig for trouble Trouble finding. pig, yeah. Yeah. And d- d- it turns it, murderous, right? Well, he goes, they they steal his pig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he most recently was seen uh, earning rave reviews, playing himself in the Lionsgate pick, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Which was really good, too. And next up, he has a Western thriller called Butcher's Crossing, where he plays a buffalo hunter. And the universal action comedy, Renfield, playing Dracula opposite uh, Nicholas Holt as the titular character. He's always interesting to watch. Yeah. You know? So he's getting some more stuff going on here. Um, all right, this was interesting. I saw this yesterday. The first official trailer for the forthcoming slasher film, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and <laughs> oh, Honey, <yeah. laughs> has been released, turning the usual animated cuddly bear into a murderous hunter. It's pretty wild. Uh, it was first announced in May to mixed fan reactions that the beloved childhood character would receive a sinister makeover from director Reese Waterfield. Uh, the newest trailer in, in this, Christopher Robin can be seen returning to the Hundred Acre Woods to reunite with his friends Pooh, Piglet, and Eeyore. However, after having been abandoned, they've turned wild and are now on the prowl. <laughs> Scenes cut between an eerie message written in blood on a cabin window, warning a group of girls to get out, Pooh hitting a girl in the head with a sledgehammer, and blood streaming down another girl's face. And you can hear Christopher Robin asking, we used to be friends, why are you doing this? I would have never left, I swear. Um, so what, what I couldn't figure out is, how is it possible for them to make this movie? You know it's why? Would... Winnie the Pooh. I do know why. Yeah, okay. I have the explanation yeah. here. So Pooh Bear, created by uh, um, A.A. Milne, entered the public domain yeah. earlier this year. There you go. On the 1st of January when the copyright on the book initially issued in 1926 expired. How the F did they let that expire? Yeah, so this means the character is available for use without permission of the author's estate, and can be interpreted in any creative work, such as movies, musicals, and plays. Now, the interesting part of this, I was like, well, wait, Disney has Pooh, right? Okay, so how do they do do this? Previously, the rights to Winnie the Pooh were held exclusively under Disney licensing, which gave the character a red T-shirt and is the version recognizable most. So they own... Like that version, that version. Okay, it's like with the Marvel stuff, where you have Universal owns comic book Marvel imagery, Mm -hmm. whereas uh, Disney owns movie Marvel imagery. I think it happens with things like in uh, Grimm's Tales too, like uh, um, Pinocchio and Cinderella. And Pinocchio is not a Grimm's fairy tale, but those types of things, those those stories that have been around for a long time, I think they also enter public domain, and that's why there's so many different movie versions of those stories. So the Winnie the Pooh stories and characters after 1926 still belong to Disney. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, like, the character Tigger is not going to be in the film. Huh. He wasn't oh, introduced what? until 1928. No kidding. He was, like, at some points bigger than Pooh. Agreed. But he wasn't part of the original 1926 book about Pooh when it was created. Yeah. Isn't that wild? He came, I think, I think that was, uh, I don't know if Tigger was a, 
uh, uh, a Disney creation. No, it wouldn't have because it was 1920s. But it, but it was the 1926 version. So Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey will be released on DVD and video on demand worldwide soon. An exact date is to be announced. Well, you know I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I got to see Winnie the Pooh as a murderer. It looks messed up. All right. Um, we're ready for clips now. Ginger Gonzaga believes that behind every superhero, there is a reckless friend encouraging them to shapeshift. And here, Ginger talks about her character's relationship with She-Hulk. If She-Hulk saves the world, we can safely say it was because of Nikki. Nikki's a really good cheerleader for her best bud. And and I want people to be cheerleaders for their friends so they can reach their full potential. And so I think think she does that in a way that I would love to see, like, more more people do with their friendships in life. Shut the f*** a new episode okay. of She-Hulk Attorney at Law is streaming today. That's on Disney+. Plus. Here's the next clip. In one way, Drea DiMatteo plays a Mexican drug baron chasing after a petty criminal who stole her coke and her cash. In this clip, the Sopranos alum talks about uh, being typecast. Here we go. Since the lockdown, I have not played my normal character. I usually play a victim. And now I get to be the, these badass bitches. And I think it was since I did the podcast called Gangster Goddess. It was like I I channeled something in me that I didn't know existed. And now I am the ultimate gangster goddess in this movie for sure. I mean, I am badass. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. Well, my hits theaters on Friday, so you will be able to see it then. And there you go. That's our little entertainment roundup for you this morning. We have a bunch going on uh, today on our program. We're excited because it's a return of Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. Mm. And we're doing the Always Sunny in Philadelphia version. We had loads and loads and loads of emails that came in. It was tough to narrow it down, but we found a couple that kind of encapsulated uh, what we think an, an Always Sunny expert should be. Well, one thing is for sure, there are a lot of experts out there. Yes. And so we're going to have two of them going head-to-head today. That are battling for this uh, VIP setup for the Always Sunny podcast live Monday, September 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. So they're going to be in here. We'll have them going head to head in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, Keenan Thompson will be on the show today. And we got stuff to give away, like uh, Top Gun Maverick on digital. Woo! And I'll take caller number 10 right now and set you up with it. 215 263 WMMR. Obviously, Tom Cruise stars in this action packed epic, and you can buy it on digital now. And dive into over 110 minutes of incredible behind-the-scenes bonus content, which is available at participating retailers rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Caller number 10 will take care of you. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I saw this interesting article. Actually, uh, Kathy sent it to me. It was a study conducted by Preply. They surveyed... 1,500 residents of the 30 largest metropolitan areas in the United States. Residents were then asked to rate the rudeness of the average resident in their city on a scale from 1 to 10. And the rudest city in America, Philadelphia. (laughs) What? Yes. Really? Really? I saw this. And number one, I, I don't agree with that. But listen, I haven't been to every city in the country, so I don't really know. But you've been everywhere, man. But... Once I saw what they used as a description of rude, I started to go, maybe, right, okay. maybe. <laughs> has, it, has this thing been designed to make us look like 
<laughs> ass wipes. No, no. So here, here. No, let we're me, just rude. <laughs> let, let me run down this to you. So Preply used uh, the data to calculate the average rudeness score for each city. Philadelphia ranked number one, followed by Memphis. What? And then New York City. Okay. After that. How's this broken down? So the average uh, city score for rudeness is 5.1. Philadelphia received a score of 6.43. <laughs> Good for us. So the most common rude behavior. And then at, at first I was like, oh, this is not cool. Because I've, I've brought friends in from out of town and done the city and run into very Wonderful people who are just offering up, uh, you know, Likewise. information to to strangers. Good people, and and I'm like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm glad you did that. Yeah, for, for people who are from out of town, that they see that this bad rap is not deserved in Philadelphia. But the most common rude behaviors in the U.S. include <laughs> people being absorbed by their phones, refusing to let people merge in traffic, and being noisy in shared spaces. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then we're probably the worst. Right. You know what I mean? But, but, <laughs> but to to the metric that you described, yeah. I would say that we are we we buck the tradition and are a more we are a friendly city, I believe. Yeah. But for the three things you said, we're horrible. Well, that, that traffic thing, I think. Um, I think New Yorkers are like way worse than, than we are. And then with one, which one did you mention? Traffic. Oh, the traffic. Not allowing yeah. people to merge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't driven enough in New York. Now, Manhattan, no, like in the city, it's I'm just saying, insane. Well, let me, say, I, let me go ahead, guys. No, I was just saying, whenever I'm, I see here in this area, New York drivers bring their New Yorkness here. Yeah, but you if know? you're talking about just merging as opposed to aggressive driving, that there's a difference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to base this, though, on something. I believe here there are, for example, in New York, you won't find merges coming in on the on the fast lane you won't find the short truncated as many short merging opportunities as you will here so i would say that it that may be as much a design of yeah. the actual yeah. infrastructure the roads themselves as what you have up in new york does that right. make sense yeah i see what you're saying one more quick thing all right one more added to this for philadelphia specifically yeah right the study found that people in philadelphia are most likely God, I hate this. Oh, God, what? Use their phone on speaker when oh. in public places. Uh, it's awful. I hate it. I hate I, it. I, and I, I think I realized why I hate it so much, okay? Because you don't get mad at two people having, having a, a conversation. I, I completely agree. And so the person who's having the conversation on that speakerphone might think, well, listen, I'm doing the same thing here. I'm just having a back and forth with someone else. But there's something about the tone, <laughs> the tinniness of the of the audio that comes yeah. out of your phone, of your device, whatever it is, that sounds grating to the human ear as just a passerby. I think, and I think that's why it seems. Do you know what started to chip away at my uh, patience? It was years ago with the next telephones. You know, when, <laughs> and yeah, and everyone that. suddenly was Captain Kirk contacting the Enterprise and, mm-hmm. and going back and forth. I agree. It should not. In the framework that you stated, people talk to each other all the time. I, I never even well, it's thought not an of issue. it like that. But for oh, some man. reason, it is the, the tone of the phone conversation coming through that speaker in 8-bit audio that drives me crazy. This wasn't in, in Philly. This is out my way. But Rochelle and I went to, we stopped by to, to get an early dinner at this Chinese restaurant. And there were just a, a handful of, of tables. And that's it. That, that were occupied. It was like us and maybe like three other tables. 
And one guy was there having his dinner, and he was also, he had a companion with him. The companion was strictly on his phone. He set it up on the table. He's having dinner. Were they FaceTiming? They were, yeah. They were just, well, I don't know if they were FaceTiming or not. Yeah. But the audio coming back was clearly from that, and they were having this just back and forth, and I'm like, this is driving me insane. Don't know. Do you know why? Go outside and do this, man. Here's what happens, and I, I think here's the description or the explanation. Audio... Two people having a conversation in a restaurant, I can completely tune out. If, if they're the booth right next to me, I can't tune it out when I'm hearing it through the phone that well, way. And I think also, Steve, when you are talking to somebody, when you're when you are uh, the the person, when you're in person and they're on the phone, you are projecting a little bit yes. more so that the audio gets through that. So little what's that you're wearing? Little microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're at a table, you might you might bring it down to this right, level and right. talk to somebody like this. Yeah, let me tell you something about this. But you don't you don't do that when you're on a speaker. If there was only a way I could talk to you without putting it on speaker, <laughs> right? <laughs> I but I th- I swear this is like I can't believe that I never thought of it that way because it does bother me. I don't understand why people. Talk on speaker, unless like, and in public, no. But I mean, the only time I ever talk on speakers if I'm doing something. I you need, need your both, hands, both of my hands. So, if, yeah. but when you're at the store, yeah, maybe you need both of your hands. But you're out in public. For me, it is annoying. But I never thought of it as two people having a conversation let me, let me you, in right. person. And right. really, that's that's what it is. I shouldn't be so annoyed. Kathy, let me nah, give you this scenario about that audio. There's something about it. Are you upset if? Someone has earbuds in, and they're conducting a conversation. You're not hearing the other side of the conversation. Right. Are you equally as pissed off, or is that less? No, I am not pissed off at that uh, at all. However, multiple times I have not caught you know caught on to it, and right. I'm like, what? Like, are you talk- are you talking yeah. to me? And they if those earbuds, I mean, some of them cancel out the outside noise, so right, they have right. no idea that I'm even like I've even talking. turned around to be like, what? What's happening? I know, I know. But yeah. I have them now, and so I feel the need to be like, you know, like I was at the pool yesterday, and somebody walked over to me, and I was like, I had to be like, I'm on the phone. I pointed to the phone, <laughs> then the ears. Right. That I'm on. I'll be right over. I'm pretending right. I'm on the phone because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, although nicknamed the city of brotherly love, Americans typically stereotype Philadelphians as rude, but locals tend to attribute their behavior to, and listen to this, to a feeling of uh, insularity in yeah. the city, reluctant to incorporate outsiders. Many residents have learned to keep themselves, keep to themselves while growing up in a busy city. Also, I would say over the past couple of years, a lot of that behavior has sort of been forced on people, right? So that you're you're you you don't you're everyone sort of picking up their social chops again. Hmm. Maybe yeah. 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 Um, so Philadelphia also ranked in the number one spot for cities with the rudest locals. In contrast, Austin, San Diego, and Fort Worth were uh, uh, tanked as the most polite cities in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I haven't spent time in those, those cities. Have you guys seen time. that breakdown of the United States where it says, uh, you know, um, acts mean, is mean, acts nice, is mean, but is mean, acts nice, is nice, acts mean, is I nice. I want to see that no, because okay. I definitely have some strong feelings yeah. uh, on that. I think you might get some toot here, yeah. but there, I think there are some places where they act nice but really aren't. But, I mean, it's it's a, a big-time generalization because it's only, they basically have broken it down into the four corners of the United States. So it's tough, but it says, you know, basically people in the northeast part of the country, right? So basically from uh, the middle of North and South Dakota uh, 
all the way over. Uh, you know, it says that we act mean, but we are mean. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't buy this list. This splits the country in half and says mm-hmm. everything, you know, east of the Mississippi basically is is uh, mean and everything to the west is nice. Yeah, but then acts nice is mean. So, like, if you're down south and people are being nice to you, they're actually <laughs> yeah. being mean to you. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I hate people that, that fully generalize yeah. uh, a region, <laughs> even a city, as, yes. as being... Uh, having everybody has this same attitude, man. We had an intern a long, long time ago. Remember why I went home? She's from Australia. Um, I'll never forget this. She just, for whatever reason, she just didn't want to be here. <laughs> she just didn't like America, and okay. she was just needed to tell me about that. I'm like, I'm like. A, you know, there's millions of people here, and See, we're all a little yeah. different. And and for a moment, I kind of got pissed off at Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and you were doing exactly what she was doing. Take your like, Vegemite and get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's stupid. This yeah. this chick's just a bitch. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, she's got a, an axe to grind for. I was about reason. to do what you do, but I realized it's just you that's the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I yeah, you can't lump everybody in. But these kind of these kind of surveys don't operate on that. They nah. take huge chunks of people yeah. and just reduce them down to a basic. Yeah. Uh, we were. Uh, I had some friends in visiting from out of town. This was so great. We were walking around Center City and uh, we happened to walk down uh, broad and and caught a view of uh, of uh, City Hall. Yeah. And I pointed out uh, Billy Penn and I told him about the curse and yeah. and how over at uh, uh, you know, the Comcast building, they put another little statue up and and uh, uh, somebody had walked by uh, it was walking by, just a local and uh, they, they started offering uh, their information that they knew about Billy Penn and all this, and just freely were offering up, and they were in a Rocky t-shirt. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how oh, yeah, perfect. Look, look yeah. at how great this is. Yep. And I was very thankful for that, because right. I hate when people leave, they've had a bad experience with an individual, and they just want to lump Philly well, as look, being a lousy place. Well, that's how Popebot was born. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, man. the whole idea of that this, this robot gets to this sort of uh, faux robot they were sending around. And it got to the uh, to this area, and it was destroyed. I'm like, no, no, yeah, we can do better, and we and we do do better. And and I hate it when you know the people will, you know, whatever happens in the confines of Lincoln Financial Field or the Wells Fargo Center or Citizens Bank Park, as if that is Philadelphia, and it's not. I mean, it's it's a it's a concentrated version of, <laughs> you know. Of, of the worst of Philadelphia. We all don't, we all don't <laughs> eat horse crap. <laughs> you're so focused on it, though, Case, and it's, it's, I know. it's a tough uh, battle to fight because you're looking at uh, it's on TV and it's like it's sporting events, so people are paying attention to it, and it's like that. And it's, well, it's a de facto joke. Well, it's also it's an easy, dumb, lazy joke too, and that, that's what really pisses me off about. It, is it, it, go ahead, tell the goddamn snowballs joke one more time because we haven't <laughs> yeah. heard it for the last fifty-five years. Dude, we heard it at our Hall of Fame acceptance. <laughs> it pissed me off that we oh, made. Well, that yeah, Nick, you could actually yeah. hear Nick go, "Hey." I yeah. was like, that's the lazy joke, well, and it is. He was also a terrible host, but uh, he was. He was horrible. But um, the, uh, the, oh, I'm watching Wrexham. I'm Wrexham, and right. the, the idea, like, 
you know, what happens here in Philadelphia, it happens all over the world yeah. where your identity is your sporting teams or, or you know, well, not, here, not for because everybody. because it always happens, like, a, a ton of stuff happens at sporting events. You can't ignore the fact that stuff like that happens at our sporting events, whether it's Eagles, Sixers, whatever it is. Yeah. Stuff like that happens. Well, I stuff hate like it that when... happens everywhere, though. It does. Yeah. And, but you know what I hate, though, is I hate when something bad happens in another city and then, you know, it ends up on Twitter and then somebody goes, yeah, and they say Philly's bad. I'm like, dude, this has nothing to do with us, okay? <laughs> what? Let, let, let that parking lot murder hey. in, in San Francisco. You see that article, there. Eddie? You yeah. hit your wife, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. No, I want to go to Mac here. Uh, hi, uh, Mac. Good morning. Hey, you guys suck. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. Only the best suck. And we suck hard. Uh, hey, uh, it says you're, are you a doctor in Philadelphia? I am. Okay, and what do you want to share with us? So, like, you guys are speaking about how hostile or rude or whatever that Philadelphia can be. I've worked in other states, and obviously I won't tell you where I am now, but, like, in the city, my office has easily the rudest, most aggressive and hostile patients I've ever seen, which is pretty funny compared to other places that I've worked at and everything that you guys are saying. Like, people are rude on the phone, speakerphone. I've had, like, fist fights break out in my office, large screaming matches. Everybody's incredibly... And, and Mac, you're talking about here, or uh, uh, this is where you're encountering this rudeness? Yeah, here okay. in Philadelphia itself, like the office that I'm in in Philadelphia. Yeah, I and mean, there's, no, there's no getting... I think also in a... And, and you're in the city proper... Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe so you need th- better bedside manner, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. it's you. Maybe, maybe it's you, man. Warm up, no. your, uh, warm up your rectal thermometer. So, 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 Mac, you, you kind of concur that Philly is the rudest city you've ever experienced? So, I mean, at least in terms of, like, where I practice, because I've practiced in New England and, and wherever else. Mm-hmm. And uh, everywhere else is, you know, a doctor's office is meant to be, like, one of the most professional environments. Right. You know, when you go in there, it should be... Really calm, collected, professional. Really, there shouldn't be any aggression or hostility. But I would say, like, as a city as the whole, no, I wouldn't say we're the rudest or most aggressive. Like, people, I have equally the most genuine and nicest patients of all the patients I've ever there seen. There you go. And at the same time, I have the other end of the spectrum of you know what? top style and aggressive. That's interesting. Thank you, Mac. I appreciate it. That's interesting because yeah. I, I made that observation recently. I went to a I went to a medical facility mm-hmm. recently, and I experienced both extremely rude and wonderfully pleasant, nice people from other from patients the or the professionals no, 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 the themselves, people, the people working there. Okay, uh, and and I I, I I caught flat out. I don't care about your rudeness. To hey, how are you today, man? Thanks, you know uh, we're happy you're here, type of thing. And I was like, wow, I, was like, I it was told an interesting you, balance. Preston, it was a barium swallow exam that mm-hmm. I was t- taking, and the guy running the thing was a nuclear dick. And yeah. I, I based, I was, <laughs> dude, I, I was, I think I went to the same guy, dude. Yes. I was seconds away. <laughs> Wait, is that I what told you him, about? I no, this is a different uh, time. Like I, like I went. You know, I said to him, I said, you be, you know, you, you, you better calm down, my friend. You know, he was he, he an older a, guy, older dude. Yeah, I bet you it's the same. Wait, and did he, Steve? Did he calm down? Yes, he did. It's funny, I, I, listen, I have I have about half a quart of heavy liquid in my yeah. stomach. Yeah. I'm pissed off. I'm going to kick your ass. I didn't say that. Right. But the attitude was, listen to how you sound, yeah. healer. 
I, I got the feeling that he he was a conveyor belt type of guy. Absolutely, like, just like neck. Come Absolutely. on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I haven't got all day, and it, and it, same thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good. I thought it was just no, me. No. Okay. Think, same dude did the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know what? You need to under as Doctor Mike understands. Obviously, yes. people are nervous. They don't understand. They're looking to you to be sort of their their conduit and and help them. And this guy, I wanted to put my foot right up his ass. Well, See, I'll kill him with kindness, though. Uh, and, and I'll that kill him will, with killing him. No, but and sometimes that gets them to, like, retract. Like, they almost don't know what to do when I'm so nice to do them. Do you I've do it in it. a passive-aggressive way? No. N- well, uh, sometimes. It depends on how right. bad the person is. But, like, right. I will be over... When I, when I know I'm, I'm yeah. going into this, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. I will start off so nice. And a lot of times, they kind of, like, calm down a little bit. Because how Kathy's- can you be mean to somebody who's so nice? Hey, sad clown. <laughs> Turn that frown upside right. down. I mean, listen, trust me. I have on. when they've been so rude and then I'm leaving. I go, thank you so much for your help. I have done that oh, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, uh, hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Grew up in Ireland. He's got an observation. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, my man? Uh, I was just thinking, obviously, it's not directly about Philly. Um, but, um, yes, I, I lived in Ireland for a long time. And uh, I, I think it might just be one of these things that some people, just whatever big city is nearest them, they just don't like it. I don't know whether it's because of the hustle and bustle or whether they just, oh, I like living in the countryside. If you ask anyone, well, there's... all of my friends, all of my family from, from outside of Dublin, Ireland, huh? they all hate Dublin. <laughs> no, so, so Mike, we actually we we were we went over a couple of times with the Guinness promotion. This is years ago. Oh, and 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 Newcastle West was a town we went to that sweetest was people, a, like right out of the Quiet Man. One mm-hmm. of the, the you, just the nicest people. But you're right, Dublin when we were there was like any other city. It had you know that why? same vibe. Too many foreigners in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Too many Americans. Were there. Yeah, we went to get a taste of Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. The closest we got was some. From Sydney, yeah, uh, and, and it's weird. They even have like running jokes, like, "Oh, what's that? That, that guy's an a hole. What's his problem? Oh, he's a dub. What can you do?" Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mike. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. I do yeah, think the city. He's. I think Mike makes a point. This the city, as I said before, does breed a sort of mindset, and and you can you have to watch it because you can get caught up in it yourself. Mm. You know, when when the you're always jockeying for room in an elevator, or you know, you've, you're always. Hustle and bustle and moving around, as you say. I mean, I want to get Marissa's opinion. Yeah. Marissa's the only one of us that actually lives. She's talking oh, to a bookie. She's on the phone. Uh, is the only one of us that actually. <laughs> she's being rude to someone on the phone. <laughs> lives in the city. Lives in Philadelphia. So I kind of want to get her take on it. Do you guys want to take my get my honest take? Yes, yes, please. All right. Well, first off, I, Preston, I am one of those people. Like, if somebody is walking through the city and I see them kind of, like, looking at their phone, I, I've learned to, like, wait a minute and read them. And if they are looking for something in particular, I'm happy to help. I love right. helping yep. people. Um, It's not until somebody from outside of Philly is calling us out that you guys Mm. are standing up for Philadelphia. Because, like, three weeks ago, you guys were all talking about how much you hate the city, how much you don't want to go into the city. No, it's just the hustle and bustle of the traffic, mainly, that that I have an issue with. I think that's... 
probably well, what we're referring to. Just because it's where you live. Because it's an undertaking. It's an hour to get there. It's it's parking and all that. Fair. And mine's the crime. Yeah. I mean, the crime has okay. s- has upped exponentially, and it's dangerous in the middle of the day, right in Rittenhouse. <laughs> I'm literally looking at it like gritty. Like, remember when gritty first came out, and we were all like, <laughs> "What the hell is this thing?" Whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly, the national press was like, "What is this thing, Philadelphia?" And we were like, "You don't talk about our guy. Uh-huh. He is yeah. ours. We are embracing it, and now we love him." No, you always. That's part of the deal. Well, you you can make fun of your situation, yeah, right, but right, outsiders yeah, can, yeah, exactly. and that's that's as old as time itself. Exactly, but. It, Everything you guys are saying is right. Like, I see the jerks around town. I see, I mean, driving around town is the worst. Walking around town is the worst. But also, like, people walking don't respect the cars driving. As somebody who drives and bikes and walks and takes public transportation, you see the worst of everything. And all of the stuff you described is so on point. But... I don't think we're the worst. I don't think no. we're the rudest of yeah. all. Yeah, I think as, as Preston yeah. was saying, I mean, you, again, there, you, there, there, there are very good, wonderful people. I think that's probably the majority. But you know what happens is you encounter that one dick, and that's what yeah. lives with you for a while, and that that's how you get this snowball <laughs> story and Santa story. That continues for and years and years afterwards. We're also cynical jerks. And so, like, sometimes our humor does not translate to people from outside of our okay. area. Okay, all right. I think from the burbs. I think that's an important thing to remember. <laughs> people of the burbs don't get it. <laughs> By the way, here's here's a text that Nick highlighted. I like this. It says, Philly is situationally rude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Situationally rude. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we are given the chance to be rude and if you've earned our rude response you'll get it. You'll I will say this again <laughs> and I've said it many times I've been in places where they you know <clears throat> well bless you and, and, and blah 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 and, and so you know that's just a facade in a lot of cases. Sure. So you might get a little bit of attitude but people here I think will bend over backwards to get you helped and get you what you need. Like you said, President, just in a, in, a, in a very open way, people came over and helped. But I think when you really need to help, People will, will will stand up here and do it. Do the right thing. Just Steve, like Spike Lee said. <laughs> Steve, I think uh, of everybody in the room, you've been to the most places in the yep. country. I mean, obviously, you toured a lot when you were doing comedy. Uh, friendliest city or friendliest region in your mind? You know, I always, I always like to default and be... I always like to buck the system and say I, I think this area all gets a gets a, a bad rap, but there is something to be said for in, in Texas. I was just in Texas, and, huh. and d- they are very pleasant, and I didn't sense a lot of subterfuge. You thought that was genuine? Might yeah. Be, I, let's put it this way: I think there are places that are better at hospitality. Okay. That's a good point. Then I'll take that as, as yes. a visitor, and yes. I'm here, and I feel, <clears throat> hey, welcome. Because I was in that capacity. You. Now, you stick around and live, yeah. and, and maybe, you know, oh, have you. more inner workings. <laughs> yeah. You're I, there, right. That whole thing, we're <laughs> yeah, done with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know you now. You're still here? <laughs> Checkout was at 11. But I think there are some hospitable um, attributes about the South. I don't always really appreciate uh, some of the things that, that come out of the southern regions of the United States, but I do appreciate the hospitality, and I've always felt welcome and warm yeah. uh, when, it, when uh, you know, in some cities, and, and there in a in, in a, uh, a guest type of capacity. And you know also, I mean? you can help foster that sort of congenial 
situation by doing those amenities, like mm-hmm. being civil and pleasant and those things at the beginning. But again, pound for pound, I think your average Philadelphian will step up when you need assistance and will be there for you if you need them. I've never been to Hawaii. I've heard that people there are, are genuinely nice and usually very happy. What do they have to be pissed off? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I think maybe overall uh, they, they rank up there really high. Also stuff sewing off the ceiling, I think. It was um, one of the clamps okay. to keep the art studio from falling apart. Oh, just off so actually the clamps we used to hold the studio together are falling apart. Right. Yeah, that's what that means. Um, but I'm flying to Seattle later today. Right. And I, I have found people in Seattle, just my own personal experience, those are the, like, Northwest, those are the friendliest people I've ever encountered. So, okay. Well, they know Sasquatch. They uh, do. Let me, let me get a couple other calls here. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, guys. It's hey. Mike from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Your cousin. By the way, I love that jingle. <laughs> I think it's just funny. All right, what's up, Mike? Hi, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not even comparable. Boston is so much worse. Okay. The, if you want to talk about, like, uh, talking on your phone on speaker, uh, so I work customer service and people will be checking in while having a conversation on speaker on their phone and then look at you like you're being rude for trying to talk to them. Uh, yeah. Uh, the accent you, alone is enough for me. Oh. And then, the, Nick, you're totally right. Every, every football season, at least once a week, I have to hear about how we threw snowballs. It, oh. it gets to the point where I'll cut them off. Like, oh, you like the Eagles? You guys are the worst. I know, I know. <laughs> Santa Claus. Can mm-hmm. we move on? Yeah. Yeah. And we it's... kill the Easter Bunny. Slit its throat. <laughs> yeah, right. We need to, like, amp it up a little bit right, more. Right, right. Start taking uh, the other beloved iconic so, characters yeah. and kill them all. Since you know that, maybe you should watch your ass. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, a couple other quick calls, and we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Steph? So, I've... Lived in Detroit, Michigan, New Orleans, Louisiana, spent some time in New York, live an hour away from Philly, and I dread driving into it because, like, Hmm. I've heard people say they walk right in front of your car, their voice, you know, talking on their phone while they're walking in front of your car, and I feel like (laughs) they cut you off, they're rude, they have no consideration, but in the same sense, I'm a Philadelphia school teacher, and it's like, go Philly, we got each other's back. Yes, and and that (laughs) dynamic, you know what, that... Polar City. <laughs> I always think of it this way, Stephanie. I think of it like, you know, when a Don Vito reprimands Sonny, says, don't ever let anyone outside the family know what we're thinking. This is us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. So, happens in Philly Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Jay. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Uh, it's all right, buddy. What's up, man? Yeah, so my uh, wife's family's from New York, so we go up there pretty um, frequently on the Long Island, and they are way ruder than we are. I called my sister's mother-in-law, ma'am, because we were setting up for a party. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, ma'am. She's like, oh, I forgot all you Pennsylvanians are so polite and all that. And she yelled at me for calling her man. Being all polite and stuff. Get the hell what out are of you, here. civil? What do you get off with yeah. that? You want to kill my oh, children? I get it. You're cordial. <laughs> uh, so I was born in Manhattan. I was raised Thanks, on Long Island. And there's, uh, and you know, uh, and we've talked about this. Kathy, you know, when you see somebody from a reality show and they're from Oyster Bay yeah, right. or whatever, you're like, oh, here we go. And that's again that's a, that's a blanket <laughs> statement but you know that's that However, is a perception. I would say my family in New York is 
definitely ruder than my family down here. <laughs> so, but, but all my a lot of my family and and you know my sister in law, they're wonderful up there. They're great people. So, to your larger point, Preston, case per case basis. All right, uh, another call here. I'm going to go to Sam. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, no, I'm just from Texas originally, and uh, moved up here in 2008. Mm-hmm. And being from there, first off, we are very hospital people yeah. like or just like how you are and feel you want to point things out like you see someone that looks like they're lost same exact thing there but it wasn't until i moved up here that i realized how much eagle fans hate cowboy fans <laughs> yeah so you I didn't, didn't know, know what what part of texas are you what part of texas are you from sam outside of dallas okay area. and you didn't know it's a competition they didn't even know they were in i know yeah. that, no that... zero idea i remember mm-hmm. That time I would wear cowboy stuff. I had a cowboy hoodie on mm-hmm. in a bar that I would go to, and a guy wanted to fight me because I was wearing it. And I was like, "What happened? Like, what do we do? <laughs> what did I do to you? You know what, Sam? Though, it's, it's I have no issue with you, Father. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> but he didn't know. No, yeah, he no, didn't it, know. it's funny. Some people feel like they have to hate you because you're a Cowboys fan, and 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 listen, I don't like you. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, me personally, if you are from Texas and you're from Dallas. Like, the, I don't hate yeah. you yeah, as a Cowboys fan. but that's not the point. Fan. The point is that he didn't even he didn't know even that that's know. how Philadelphia yeah, I, no, I know. Like so it's the a, Cowboys fans don't know. Like, it's a one-sided hatred thing. It's it's yeah, funny well, because so your rival team is the Redskins. And, yeah. yeah. And it's well, like... like you just said that. I remember this that this exchange I had. I was wearing the hoodie, sitting mm-hmm. in the bar. And a guy looks at me and goes, why are you wearing that? And I was like... Because I'm from there, and he goes, well, how about you go back there? And I was like, what the hell, dude? What did I do? Like, yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, now I don't I don't follow football as much. I don't wear anything. But, it, yeah, it's just it's, it's funny. If you all went down there, you could be wearing your Eagles gear. And I if you just start chatting with someone, you'd probably be getting drink spot for you. Like, it's crazy how different it, it, it is. It's, I, I can sense that. It, it's funny, though. That exchange, Preston, is how a three-year-old would write the script for a fight. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> We'll go back there. You know. All right. Well, so Boston. Yeah. Boston is one of the most underrated cities for being nice. I went up there a few years ago and. I did not find a single rude person in that city. Everyone I, I personally people. have had good experiences there, yeah, too. Same. So too. I, I, I was surprised I, at, the, at the one call. But I've also heard from other people that have had really bad experiences listen. there, too. Sam, thank you. Sorry that happened to you, bud. But listen, uh, we appreciate the call. In Boston, they're kindred spirits because we all hate New York. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. Um, I was in uh, the West Coast. I was in uh, Denver, outside Denver a few weeks ago, and... Uh, a guy across from us was wearing a cowboy shirt, and I kept looking at him as he was eating dinner. And then suddenly the waiter comes over with all the, the dishes, and he's like, uh, who got the pierogies? Who got the nachos? Who got the Philly cheesesteak? Had to say Philly cheesesteak. And the guy in the in the cowboy shirt holds his hand up. I was like, no way! There you go. No I picked a fight with him in Denver, Colorado, because he was a cowboy's guy ordering a Philly cheesesteak, and it wasn't allowed. Did, did he care? Not, of course not. He no, didn't know. No, no, no. He looked at me and he laughed. And it was, he did I, the worst thing. He went on with his life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, this one study says we're the rudest city in America. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to do something nice then. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Jeremy's been on hold for like 20 minutes. We didn't get to go to him. I'm going to give him the new Preston and Steve uh, NASA-style T-shirt. Ooh. 
for holding so long and not being able to go to him. So, Jeremy, you hang right there. By the way, it's a it's a new black T-shirt, a pink WMMR imprint in a very NASA-style font. It's on sale now in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. It's only 20 bucks. There's tons of other merch for you to get there. A Preston and Steve show designs that throwback MMR logos. I love those. I haven't so seen I. this NASA one Trucker yet. hats and mugs. Casey's got one right here in the studio. Oh, cool. Isn't that nice? That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we're, we're going to give that to Jeremy just uh, nice. for hanging in there. We appreciate it, man. All right. Let's take a break. I see our contestants starting to arrive for the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. It's always sunny in Philadelphia edition. That's in due time. We'll come back in a second, and we will get to the bizarre file. So make sure that you stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, a butt plug if you don't mind. Uh, for those who may know, my uh, youngest has Crohn's disease, and there's an event coming up uh, with the Mother's Wish Foundation, and it is uh, raising awareness of inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, and it's their second annual 5K run and one-mile walk. <clears throat> it's on October 1st. We're starting to get into walk and run season. Yeah. I remember when this happened in the fall. Debuted last year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they are, it's underway, and uh, Saturday, October 1st is when the uh, the event will be registration uh, is at 8.15 that morning. It's going to be at Hebner Park in Worcester, PA. Um, I'll be there. Oh. It's going to be a great event. Yep, right. I've done this before. I don't think I'm going to run it this year. I don't think the old knees are in. <laughs> I've not done any training. Well, it's, it's in October. I could train now, time. between no, now and then. don't. Listen, <laughs> how long have you waited to get back to golf? It's true. Don't I don't do want to jeopardize anything. It. I'm playing the best of my when life. When you leave today, go home and sit until Tuesday when we come back on air. <laughs> no, actually, I'm playing golf today. Okay, there we go. So I'm going to yeah. do that. But anyway, uh, I can do the one-mile walk, though. Yes. That's part of that. So anyhow, fine. family uh, activities, raffle baskets, prizes, all that good stuff. And there's a link uh, at our MMR community page. Uh, Nick, if you could bump that up, that'd you be bet. wonderful. I appreciate that. Uh, get signed up this weekend. You can take advantage of the Labor Day sale and get $5 off your race registration. Just use the code AMW, which stands for A Mother's Wish. So AMW5 for the $5 at checkout. And hope to see you there. It is a very fun event. And we just, uh, yep, hope for, that's the butt plug, uh, hope for the uh, nice weather that we expect in the beginning of October. So that's coming up October 1st. So uh, thank you guys. If you can join, that'd be great. All right, Bizarre File, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia that present Candlebox. It's this Sunday, September 4th. Tickets are on sale at LiveCasinoPhilly.com. And you must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I got some great stories for you today. We'll start with this. So a couple... Had their and, and this story combines two of our favorite subjects. All right. All right. A couple had their wedding at Glacier National Park interrupted when a bear caught 
and began devouring a moose in the middle of the ceremony. Why don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. And it was just as the groom finished his vows. You know what? It tastes like penguin. At the, <laughs> hey, the groom fi- just finished his vows at the lakeside service. Guests heard a strangled cry from the opposite bank. Photographer Stanton Giles, who was filming the ceremony, identified the source as a moose moose thrashing in the claws of a grizzly bear. That to me, they're... A moose can be a formidable foe. Yes, yes. Uh, in his video, someone dryly comments that this is why they had the service on the north bank of the river. Uh, the bear continued its noisy meal while wedding guests watched. This thing is slaughtering yeah, an animal while they're having this this wedding. A very large animal while they're having they're in the middle of the vows. <laughs> Giles had reassured the groom that the camera had captured his vows in full, despite the animal crashing through the woods. Glacier National Park his, sorry, sorry. Uh, is home to both black bears and large grizzlies. Despite their sharp teeth and long claws, grizzlies only occasionally prey on large animals like moose, with most of their diet consisting of grass, roots, berries, nuts, yeah. insects, and larvae. Well, they picked a lucky place. Uh, the National Park Service explains that some of the glaciers grizzlies spend all summer in the lowland. You're a lovely couple. Aspen groves and meadows. <laughs> Seriously, I, did, I have no idea. But you're a lovely couple. Where'd you guys meet? Uh, and they head back to the highland. Online, a lot of people are doing that. <laughs> To hibernate uh, for the winter while others make their way to the valleys in the spring to feast on young plants. Just shut up and get married over there. Spending the rest of their time in uh, the high country. So that happened. All right. The director of a wildlife park in Florida. Listen to this. If ever there was a time to play this clip, it is now. Lost his hand after being bitten off by one of his own alligators uh, last night. Oh my God. Bit my hand. Oh, my God. Uh, it was... His second serious alligator-related injury in the 10 years. And of all those years that we've been using that clip, uh-huh. I don't think we've ever had one where actually their hand was bitten it's off. It's a direct. Alligator. Bit my hand off. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, Greg Graziani, wildlife director of Florida Gator Gardens in Minas, Florida, was seriously injured during a routine interaction with uh, one of their large alligators on August 17th. There really is no such thing as a routine interaction with a large <laughs> alligator. Graziani said that the bite happened during a routine training session. Graziani was using his hand, uh, using his hand under the alligator's jaw to give it a command. Yeah. When a leaf from the surrounding foliage came loose, coming between him and the alligator, and he said <sighs> lack of visibility was the problem. It was a leaf. He said this triggered the alligator to lunge forward. Once his hand was in the alligator's mouth, the reptile's instinct was to pull back, and he said there was no malice on the alligator's part. And then a butterfly flew across my field of vision, and he ripped my partner's head off. Uh, Luckily, the alligator responded to his command to back off and released his hand. He said... He said, had this been a totally wild alligator with no training, it would have been a lot worse. Well, he's very lucky then that it just ripped his hand off. At first, uh, doctors hoped that they could save Graziani's left arm. The arm was partially amputated and then reattached by surgeons. <sighs> Listen to this, though. the the Ultimately, the damage was too severe. The bite left Graziani's hand connected by just a tendon and some muscle that the surgeon had oh. to... <gasps> That the surgeon had to untwist no! six times no, during no, the initial no, surgery. No, no, no. Kathy, uh, you could have helped out. You make ribbons, don't you? Yeah. 
On Thursday night, Graziani underwent a below-the-elbow amputation, which preserved half of his forearm. His nerves were rerouted in a way hopefully bypassed the phantom pain amputees sometimes experience and also offer the possibility of prosthetics in the future. We had to do some rewiring. Every time you sneeze from now on, you're going to fart. Uh, Graziani has faced a possibility of limb loss in the past. Uh. During 2013 incident, his arm was seriously injured when the he became entangled in the rope attached to an alligator, and the animal rolled, bringing him with it. But he said he only came back more determined to share his passion for reptiles with the I world. love it! And all it did was rip his hand off. He said, though, he's excited to return home and then continue working with alligators. Yeah, yeah. Although he acknowledged that he'll have to adjust the limitations of working one hand. So when does he stop? When he's <laughs> when he's working from a piece of Tupperware? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, categorize uh, alligators as cute, uh, Steve, but yesterday I saw a video of a really cute alligator. It was an albino alligator Aww. that was basically he was being pet with uh, with a toothbrush, and you should have seen this thing. It was like a dog. His mouth was open, and he was like, "Oh right. my god!" And his eyes like rolled back. Did the human hand fall out of his mouth? It, no, it did not. <laughs> my cousin who lives in Florida wrestles alligators. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Janet Reno used to remember the former Attorney General? And she would wrestle. Alligator. I believe she used wow. to wrestle alligators. I did not know that. Uh, Kathy, we'll, we'll have to see video of that <laughs> yep, sometime. I got it. Pictures, video. <laughs> All right. Um, sea turtles. Let's go to a. a Oh, it's a whole uh, zoo thing going on here. It can apparently be a real pain in the ass. An elderly Russian tourist was left shocked after getting bitten on the derriere and nearly drowned during an awful attack by an aggressive sea turtle. You don't hear about this. She detailed the bizarre encounter in a video that currently is making waves online. Uh, Lydia Bazarova said it was really scary, uh, which it occurred while she was taking a dip in the ocean near the popular... Uh, Guzilaba Resort, west of Turkey. I love Guzilaba. Uh, Borazor, uh, Borazava, no, Bazavora, sorry. It Baz- doesn't matter. Bazarova <laughs> said that she was swimming only 10 or 12 feet from the shore when something grabbed her backside and tried to drag her under. She said, I didn't know what it was and said, it suddenly grabbed me. I was beating about the water with my arms. I was drowning. Holy crap. Her attacker has since been identified as a loggerhead sea turtle, a common species that can weigh up to 375 pounds. Ooh. This highly carnivorous reptile preys on crabs, whelks, and other mollusks, which it crushes with its powerful bill. And at one point during the attack, the sea critter released her, only to return and bite her again even harder. She said, I don't know how long it lasted. Uh, She finally was saved after a rescuer spotted her in trouble. Her savior was a lifeguard named Mustafa Sari. He rushed toward uh, Bazarova and started yelling at the creature. This distraction prompted the loggerhead to release its grip on the old woman. On tonight's episode of Russian Baywatch. Who said she raced towards the shore in a state of shock. Said I was fighting my pain and fear. And then, sorry, the, the lifeguard uh, battled the beast, eventually uh, scaring it off, but not before he was bitten on the shoulder. My name is Mitch Bukanovich. Uh, Bazarova, <laughs> meanwhile, who was bitten on her fingers, hip, legs, and buttocks, Making sitting uncomfortable, uh, she showed some photos of her painful red and blue butt bruises. Yeah, we're looking at it. Horrible. Make it appear as if she was shot with rubber bullets or something like that. Uh, fortunately, while her injuries weren't life-threatening, uh, Bazarova says she might never go back in the water again. Now, that's what a smart person does. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't the only one to incur the mini Gamera's wrath. It uh, bit a woman and a man 
uh, before my mother, said Camilla, adding that she wants a warning posted about this danger. Wouldn't you bust out laughing if you saw warning turtle sign posted at the beach? I guess so, man, but they've got they got that big old beak yeah, on They do. Them, so, you like know. a snapping turtle, I guess, if it's on the way to that. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We got some stuff. Happening, friends, a little bit later on in the program, uh, Keenan Thompson will be joining us. Yeah, he's great. Have we ever spoke to him? Uh, I think we have when he was promoting his sitcom a while ago. Um, And he's, is he not the longest running SNL cast member? Of SNL. In history. In In history, history. yeah. I interviewed him when when he was working with Bill Cosby. Oh, (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. It's best to forget that. It was. They were there together. Okay. Uh, well, we'll talk to him. Calls. We'll talk to him a little bit later on. Uh, but I went out. I met our contestants. Ah, battle of the self-proclaimed experts. The Philly. Uh, it's always sunny in Philly episode. They are. They're ready for battle. Excellent. This is going to be great. So we're going to test our knowledge, and we have a great prize to give away. That is when we return. So make sure you stay with us because we'll be back shortly. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want the latest rock news or Sarah's Rock Breakdown to show up top on your app feed, easy. Need to stay current on everything from the Preston and Steve show? Choose so it's delivered right to the top. Browse the latest station merch in the MMR Rock Shop. Look for Marissa's app hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. I'm starting to feel the buzz of excitement in the studio oh, yeah. uh, this morning. And the excitement that I have is that uh, something will probably go wrong. So yes, I, absolutely. Yeah, and it's probably something, it's probably an exposed wire is what's feeling that, that <laughs> buzz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I also realized as, as we were getting prepared for this this morning, I'm like, you know, this is the fourth time we've done right. uh, this competition. We should probably have some type of official recorded intro. We don't have one of those yet. No, no. So Steve is going to be doing it live for us this yes. morning. Uh, so Steve, are you ready? Yes. It is time for... <laughs> the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. I and it is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia version of this that we are doing. If you stop and think about this, so we've done Harry Potter, you know, which is one of the, probably the most elaborate of the, um, of the collections of work that you'd have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. This is right up there. Oh, it's got to be beyond. If you think about the hours of programming. The, yeah, yeah, good from point. From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. it's got to eclipse yeah. the, It's uh, amazing. Uh, uh, the Harry Potter universe. So, uh, we reached out to our listening audience, and we asked for you to tell us why you should be in our contest. And we got, as we figured, loads and loads and loads of great responses. Right. And they were really hard to narrow down, but we had to do it. And we it's the only way to filter through and just find some people that we think might be good competitors. And we can't, we can't do a battle royale with everybody and then narrow it down and bracket it down to two people. So this is how we do it. Knowledge and passion. That's mm-hmm. what we were looking for. All right. And we have two people in the studio. And I'm going to read... Um, the emails, uh, some of them are kind of long, so I'm going to yeah. read portions Do of the, the emails Digest version. that were sent in. This one first says, Gadzooks gang, as a stakeholder in kitten mittens and <laughs> currently student and current student studying bird law at Patrick's Pub University, it's an honor to place my name in contention for this self-proclaimed expertise. Fifteen seasons and counting of sunny content directly linked to my brain over the last 17 years have allowed my inner day man to shine through 
and have it be a huge piece of who I am, my personality, in quotes, situations, I directly tie into my everyday life. I am incredibly thankful for what the gang has been able to create and produce for us over the years. And I hope my obnoxious ability to have that content as part of who I am win me the title. On top of that, the President Steve Show has been my personal inspiration for wanting to work in radio slash broadcasting. Attempts at the difficult job uh, front over the years of uh, on top of recent historical events have led me away a bit. But the dream constantly remains whenever the frequency turns to 93.3. Hope to rid myself of all safety nets. Blending two of my passions is a dream and thankful for the opportunity from you all. Uh, but anyway, see you later, jabronis. Cool word. Signed, the golden god who is currently untethered and whose rage has no bounds at all. James Bailey yeah. is here this morning. Good morning, James. I just wanted to make sure I could perform a successful ocular pat-down uh, prior to us starting here. <laughs> yes. Okay. All safe. Uh, you guys are all checked. All right, all thank check, you. Yeah. Thank good. He's okay. wearing his goggles. Right. We are good to go. All right. All good. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. I mean, like a literal dream to be sitting here talking to you guys. So thank you. It's awesome. It is our pleasure, Ruth, and thank you for uh, all of your enthusiasm. We yeah. appreciate yeah. that. All right, and our next contestant sent in the following email. It said, you know what? Let me kick down a little thing to you that our founding fathers kicked down to me. And it goes, don't tread on me. And right now, if you guys don't pick me for this contest, you'll be treading all over me. If I'm selected, and when I do eventually win, I'm going to peek so hard that everybody in Philadelphia is going to feel it. If I'm unfortunately passed over as the self-proclaimed expert, I'll get all in your faces and point out your faults. But after I win, I'm relaxing. I'm getting blackout drunk, and you're leaving me alone. But, Kathy, just a heads up, I'll give you 50 bucks if you drink soup out of my shoe and take your top off. Oh, That's geez, a good deal. I'm sorry, it. Kathy. She's done it for less. What color, by the way? Thanks. Uh, he, it's a lengthy email. I'm not going to get to all of it. But uh, he was born and raised in South Jersey, graduated from Rowan University, a staff sergeant in the National Army Guard. Please welcome Alex uh, Crespo. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Alex. Happy to have you here. Thanks for being yeah, on board. Yeah, this is awesome. Actually, and again, sorry, Kath. Okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, this is the way things are going to work with Battle of the So-Called Experts. Oh, I'm sorry. With Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. All right, this is the way it's going to work. We're going to have three rounds of questions. Uh, each round is going to be a different level of difficulty. Obviously, we'll start with the easier questions, move on to medium, and then we will get to the hard questions. The first round, questions are worth one point each. One point. The second round, questions are worth two points two each. Two points. And in the third round, where the scores can really change... It's five points. Five points. Now we find ourselves in the event in, in the uh, event of a tie. A tie. <laughs> we do have a tiebreaker question right. that will determine our winner. Uh, and I know I'm forgetting something. Oh yes, as Sarah Marshall. What? Oh, forgetting, forgetting Sarah. Marshall. Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> so, uh, as I ask the question. Uh, either one of you can buzz in at any time. Now, if you buzz in before I finish with the question, I'm going to stop where I am. You'll have to answer the question at that point. There may be more to it that you miss out on, but if you're feeling strong, you can go for it. Now, if you do get it incorrect when you interrupt me, I will pose the rest of the question to your competitor, and they will get to hear the entire clue, 
and then give us an answer. Yes. So they might have an advantage. That's up to you. That's where a little strategy comes into play. We need to test out our buzzers to see uh, what they sound like. So let's go. Alex, if you could hit your button. <laughs> that will mean that Alex has buzzed in first. That's great. And James, could you hit yours? All right. When you hear that, that's James, and he will get to answer the question. And that's how things work. We have our podiums set up here in the studio. If you're streaming on YouTube, you'll be able to see all of this live. Nick is going to be our scorekeeper. Nick, you all set? Yes, sir. All right. We're. I got. Oh, I don't have your mic. On. This one. There we go. There right. you are. Mike wasn't on. All right. So we are going to get this underway. Let's begin. With round number one. Gentlemen, grab your signaling buttons. And by the way, I need to compliment them on their T-shirts. They are wearing uh, yeah. It's Always Sunny-centric uh, shirts. Oh, yeah. We have the, the Bird Law uh, shirt and the Implication shirt we, as well. You had to call them to say, uh, at least to alert them to the fact that while we are fans and watch the show, oh. the, these these are the encyclopedic knowledge of, of the whole show. So we may not be aware of everything. And in fact, I need Connor in here because Connor is going to be our judge should we need to go to a ruling. Connor's oh, yeah. another super fan. Connor's a super fan and he helped out with all of the questions. So Connor, I may go to you for a thumbs up or thumbs down. Like the gladiators. Crap. All right, here we go. Starting with one point questions. These are the easier questions of the lot. Let's right. begin. Here we go. In what year did It's Always Sunny date? James. August 4th, 2005. He knew the date. Oh, my God. That is correct. Absolutely. One point for James. Like I said, these are the easier questions. Question number two, and there are five questions per per round. I forgot to mention that. Which Pennsylvania bridge is seen? Alex. I'm going to go Strawberry Mansion Bridge. That is incorrect. Which Pennsylvania bridge is seen in the opening credits? Uh, George Washington Bridge, correct? Or no? That is incorrect. That is uh, incorrect. Both of them wrong. It's the Ben Franklin Bridge. Uh, George Washington Bridge is in New York, James. <laughs> Round up. No, that's very different. Very different. All right. Is it the Verrazano Narrows Bridge? <laughs> Here we go. Golden Gate. Yeah. And by the way, the uh, uh, you heard Casey playing sound effects yeah. for a correct answer. For an incorrect answer, you will hear this. Dead air. <laughs> or you will hear this. This is not good radio. All right. And for a correct answer, you'll hear. Oh. <laughs> or. Rock flag and eagle. See, see, it all looks professional. It does. Yeah. All right. Third question of the first round. And there are five per round. Here we go. What. Is D's nickname that was... Hey! All right, James? Shut up, bird. Incorrect. This is not good radio! What is D's nickname that was given to her in high school? The Aluminum Monster. That is correct. Alex gets a point. (laughs) That's from the episode titled The Aluminum Monster versus Fatty Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. What... Is Rickety Crickets... Re- hey! James. Matthew Mara. Matthew Mara is correct. Oh. Rickety, <laughs> Rickety Crickets, real name. All right, question number five, and this is a lengthy one. Uh-oh. A lengthy setup. I just want to tell you ahead of time. Here we go. Mac and Charlie go to a diving pool they used to go to as kids, but the pool has been abandoned and is full of garbage. Max says that the pool looks like the way that it is because of a pattern of discrimination against lower class people. But Charlie says it's because a kid drowned. Oh! Alex? Jamie Nelson. That is correct! Oh! 
And round one comes to a completion. And by the way, that was from Mac and Charlie White Trash episode. <laughs> uh, Nick, what is the score so far? All tied up at two. Two apiece. Right. Nice, guys. Two Very for nice. Alex, two for Ooh. James. It's and a tie score. And they got the same question incorrect, I want to point yeah. out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So nobody stole anything from anyone on that one. So two to two in round one. And we now move on to a slightly more difficult uh, section of our contest. This is round two with our medium difficulty questions, and each question is worth two points. Two points. It's <laughs> helpful. Question number one. We need you to give us the full definition for the meaning of the Dennis system. Hey. James. D, demonstrate value. E, you're going to engage physically. N, you are going to nurture that dependence. The second N, you are going to make sure you neglect emotionally. I, you are going to inspire hope. And then with that S, you are going to separate entirely. That's correct. Well done! That was impressive, James. All right, two points for James on question number one of round number two as we are playing the battle of the self-proclaimed experts. I don't get tired of it. I love that I can just point to Steve and he'll do that. All right, here we go. Question number two. Here we go. When the gang buys a boat, Dee is in charge of cleaning out the old stuff, but she throws it overboard. When Charlie starts to find the items, what does he believe? Hey! James? There's a horse cemetery down there with uh, dolls and figurines of sorts. All right, let me go for a ruling on that. Okay, we have a correct answer. Yes. Right. Yeah! Yes. Relics of an ancient horse massacre. Horse massacre. <laughs> that is, uh, we would have accepted. So two more points. I forgot that. Going to James. Third question. What is the name of Patty's rival bar... In the- hey! All right, James. Molly's. Molly's is correct. Oh, That's- oh. That is from the episode "The Gang Reignites the Rivalry." Fourth question of round two: Mac creates an exercise bike in Hero or Hate Crime. What is the name oh. of it? Alex? Am I allowed to say this on air? You can. All right, Ass, ass Pounder 4000. Yes, the Ass Pounder 4000. <laughs> Same thing. By the way, the bloopers from that episode, oh some of the funniest things you'll ever see. And make sure, yeah, watch my math a little bit. <laughs> nope, it's all good. All right, for, we can always jump out on you yeah. if you do something inappropriate. All right, and then the fifth and final question from round number two. Round number two. Who is the local news reporter that Dennis fantasizes? Oh! Alex? Jackie DeNorda. Yep. That's correct. Yeah, Jackie DeNorda. And that is the end of round two. Nick, what is our total so far? In round number two, James got six points. Alex got four. And now James leads eight to six. Wow. Eight to six. So it is... Anybody's game. It's anybody's game. Because round three takes us up quite a notch. These are the most difficult questions that we could come up with. And therefore, they are going to be worth five points each. Five points each. This can absolutely take off. Take off. I want to ask you guys, as far as the the, the prize is concerned, because it is a VIP 
experience for the uh, It's Always Sunny podcast at the Met. Are you more excited about the parking situation? Because yeah. parking at the Met can be really tough, or is it meeting the gang? I've never been to the Met, so I'm not too sure how the uh, the whole parking thing is, but... Uh, talking past experience, parking is actually higher on that list. <laughs> yeah. than, than I'm proud to admit. Have you guys in this scenario? Have you guys ever had the opportunity to meet anybody from the show? From the show directly? No, no okay. I've not. All right. so they're, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. Whoever uh, whoever gets this is going to have a wonderful experience that yeah. night. All right, we're ready for the final, third and final round. Five points per question. Our hardest ones yet. Battle of the self-proclaimed experts. Let's begin. Begin. Question number one. Here we go. What name does Dennis refer to Frank's character, the troll, in the Nightman comic? Hey! James. His name is Antonio in the in the show itself. That is correct. Yes, that's a correct answer. Antonio. De- Dennis refers to him as Antonio before he shoots him. Bang, bang. And that is from <laughs> the, night, the Nightman Cometh episode. All right, question number two. What size shoe? Alex. 13. Yeah! Wow! Wow! To finish the question... What size shoe does Sweet D wear? And that is from the episode Who Pooped the Bed? A size 13. Five points. All right, we have three more questions to go in round number three. Here we go. Pappy McPoyle, the patriarch of the McPoyle family, has a pet Pocono swallow. Alex wants to answer. Alex? Royal McPoyle. That is correct. That is from McPoyle and Ponderosa, The Trial of the Century. So five points for Alex. Wow. Fourth question in the third round. What are the names of the two episodes that Preston and Steve are... James? The gang gets whacked part one and two. That is incorrect. This is not good radio! I'll I'll finish the question for Alex. What are the names of the two episodes that Preston and Steve are both in? Uh, um, Charlie Goes America All Over Everybody's Asses and Max Big Break. That is incorrect. Oh, it is. It was indeed Max Big Break, but the other was America's Next Top Patty's Billboard Model Contest. Mm-hmm. You started. Right. Yeah, Casey and I were in the, right. the Charlie episode. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. You Steve. might remember us from the high five we gave in the background. <laughs> yeah, in the van, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was in, uh, Steve and I were in the one with the construction workers. That was the Billboard Contest. And we were in and some. Max uh, Big Break was the. Eagles uh, players were with the us. The Flyers game. That's yeah. correct, yes. All right, so the last question we pose to you has to do with the episode that Kathy was in. All the right. episode Kathy was in. In the episode that Kathy was in, Dennis looks like a registered sex offender was the name. What was the name of the sex offender? What a good question. In the episode that Kathy was in, Dennis looks like a registered sex offender. What was the name of the sex offender? Oh! Alex. Wendell Smart Eyes. Smart Eyes was his nickname. All right, we're getting, I'm going to the judges, and they were giving a correct answer for oh! Alex on that one. You would have all 
also accepted Wendell Albright, but Wendell Smart Eyes is correct. And we go to Nick McElwain for the total, and how did we do after round three? With 15 points in round three and a grand total of 21 points overall, our winner is Alex! Oh, my goodness. Alex rallied. I thought James had it. Listen, they're 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 insane, both of them, with their incredible command of this knowledge. But at the end, it, uh, yeah, Alex, uh, you you did it, man. Good job. Thanks, guys. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. Good job. Uh, James, your knowledge is. Ex- uh, I'm gonna kick a little last. <laughs> Hang on. Gonna climb a mountain. Gonna sow a flag. Gonna fly on an eagle. I'm gonna kick some butt. I'm gonna drive a big truck. I'm gonna rule this world. I'm gonna kick some ass. I'm gonna rise. I'm gonna kick a little ass. Rock, flag, and eagle. Uh, Beautiful. James, your your knowledge is impressive. Oh, my God, he's got a bag of spaghetti. Yeah, I, forgot, I, forgot to ask, I forgot to ask you guys what your spaghetti policy was. <laughs> Alex, did you bring some cat food to eat? I brought no cat food. Oh, no, right. I should have brought a bag of spaghetti. That looks pretty good right oh, now. Do you want some? <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's uh, it's good stuff. They know their stuff. I wish we could send you both, guys. <laughs> you know what? We might not spaghetti. be able to get uh, uh, James into the event, but we can... Set him up with parking somewhere around the city. Yeah, maybe yeah, we yeah, could yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. If I'm within the vicinity of the event, that's actually still pretty cool. Well, we are going to set up ad for Alex as the winner of the self-proclaimed expert of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, a VIP experience, tickets, parking, uh, uh, food and beverage. Yes. Uh, and a meet and greet with the gang for the It's Always Sunny podcast live Monday, September 19th at the Mad. Yeah. I don't think we could have had two better contestants. Great job, guys. All right, you know what? We had tiebreaker questions, and I hate to see these go to waste. Let's do it. Want me to ask these? Just for fun. This is for fun. We'll have you buzz in. All right, so, um, where to, okay, yeah. Tiebreaker questions. But not for points. But not for points. All right. Just for the hell of it. Who did the flyer? We're doing this. (laughs) Who did the flyers play during the shooting of Max Big Break? Wow. During the actual shooting of it. When Not we... the actual murder. <laughs> uh, for, I'm going to just say the Devils off of gas. Are we buzzing him off of Nah, just okay. go ahead. I was going to nope. say the New Jersey Yeah, I was going to say the Red Wings, but... Nope, it was the Montreal Canadiens. Oh. There's some red in there. Played the Habs, yeah. All right, and then the last one, we had a, a second one ready to go. In Hero or Hate Crime, the arbitrator scratches the ticket. Now, buzz in if you do know the answer to this. Uh, and it revealed the ticket won $10,000 as Mac takes the ass pounder hey! for... Yes. I'm going to guess $14. That is correct. Oh, wow. yes. oh, 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 got that right. As, the, as uh, Mac takes the ass pounder 4000 and his ticket and leaves, uh, the others are presented with the bill. How much has Mac left? And it was $14. They used three arbitrators in 17 hours. The bill was $9,986. <laughs> they decide that Mac should pay for it because arbitration was his idea, which will leave him with just $14 because 10000 minus 9986 equals 14 There you go. Of course, we all know how that works out. Uh, you guys were great. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks for having us. For being so much fun and uh, for the encyclopedic-like knowledge that you have of one of the great shows of all time. Let me ask him quickly. James, your favorite 
It's always sunny episode of all time. Wow. Wow. Um, see, I got hooked early on, probably like late season two. Three, right. So I have a, an affinity for those. Season four is some of my just absolute favorite. Uh, Mac and Charlie as Manhunters. Um, <laughs> and when they hunt cricket down for that entire episode is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, I'd probably go somewhere around that range, at least that time, Manhunters. All right. Sure. Good choices. And you, Alex? I think. Same thing. Those seasons, seasons four, five, and six were probably the best. But my favorite, I think, is probably Charlie Catches a Leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. That uh, one's a later one. But yeah. There's so many to choose from. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Fan- I know fantastic stuff. You guys love the, uh, the, the um, Family Feud. The Family Feud it's episode. It's so good. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. When, when D-Buzz is in for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he smashes the podium. <laughs> It's the best. <laughs> and then you later learn that Charlie was the one of the survey members coming up with the answer. It was great. All right. Well, thank you guys again. We appreciate Yes, go ahead, James. I, I just, on, genuinely, I just want to thank you guys. Um, like, this is a literal dream of mine. Uh, always sunny. This was fun. I came into this like, yeah, cool. If I get to meet the gang, Alex, literally have the, the well, time of your life. Yeah, Thankfully, I have tickets for the Sunday show. So, oh, so it, it would, you know, best case scenario. I, I said it prior to us going air. Like, literally hearing your guys' voice through this feed right now live <laughs> is unreal and surreal to me right now. And to be standing here talking to you. That's so very wow. This wow. enough very is, is beyond a dream and a life experience. So thank you guys. Now, now I don't feel so bad that you lost. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, James. Me neither. Me neither. You are the best. Alex, you say something nice now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be able to top that. I do podcast you guys all the time. Yeah. So, ah, nice. Um, okay. Yeah, it's awesome being here. Excellent. Right. Well, give us, when you go, and uh, we want to hear about the experience and, and how you yes. get uh, a good time you had. Okay. okay? Excellent. All right, thank you, thank you so much, you guys. Alex and James. Hey, 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 hey. Always sunny, the battle, the battle of the Silver Plane Experts. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll Brought back. to you in Dolby Vision. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that one? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Nick wanted to mention something you can get on WMMR.com. Yeah, I did an interview the other day with uh, Matt Quinn and Sam Cooper, and they're in a band called Mount Joy, which is this local band, and they're starting to gain some traction. They're going to be playing at the Man Music Center uh, on September 10th. They're headlining that gig, the Skyline Stage, and they're opening for Dave Matthews' band this weekend out at the Gorge. It was a really big deal for these guys. Dude, that's that's huge. It's pretty amazing, yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed their music for the last few years. We I, we went to the same high school. We all went to Conestoga High School, and uh, they are uh, much more talented and successful than I am. But they're, they're great guys. It was a really nice conversation. So uh, if you want to check out the, the interview, it's up on PrestonandSteve.com. And WMMR.com, and uh, definitely give them a follow because they're they're you know they're on the rise, and I'm really digging their music. Excellent, thanks. Yeah, Kath. No, do you want to congratulate our calendar girl real quick? Oh my God, thank oh. you. Yes, Morgan, yeah. uh, Morgan, uh, former uh, cover Go. gal, cover from girl, yes. Office calendar had a baby. Yay! 
Just had a baby the other day, and she's wonderful. I love the name. The baby's name is Harlow. Harlow. You ever heard that before? Like Jean Harlow. Like Jean Harlow. Yeah. I've never heard that as a first name. Yeah, I thought that cute. was really cool. Very cute. Oh, little peanut. We're looking at the picture right now. Uh, That's girl, amazing. Yep, named Harlow. Don't know the specs on uh, weight or anything, but healthy baby, and that's fantastic. And Morgan's awesome, so we're very happy for you, Morgan. Congratulations. It's like family. It's like family. Hey, um, it's like family. I have an email. Speaking of we family. We haven't heard from Gary in a long time. Do we need to do a check? Wellness check, Gary Lauer. Okay. Yeah. And we're working overseas with the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. We- we heard that's the sound. <laughs> we, need a wellness, we need a wellness check on Gary Lauer. We'll just put it out. I was in the lower cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, no, I got a uh, uh, um, an email. Nick forwarded this to me, and it's it's very serious. And I wanted to uh, to read this because it well, it may help somebody out. I don't All know. Right. Uh, but this person, I'm, they're going to remain anonymous. Uh, as they requested, it says uh, a few weeks ago, I went through a, ve- a few very very dark and tough mental health days, uh, and one Friday morning. And he says where, but I'm not going to say where on here because I really don't want to reel. He said, I plan to hurt myself. Mm. Uh, when I arrived, I happened to be listening to the previous day's podcast. And whatever segment was on made me laugh and smile for the first time in a while. And it changed my outlook on that day. Um, it's It feels silly to say how much of an impact a group of people I met once before have had on my life. But it feels like you are all distant, a distant part of my family. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's your random trivia knowledge, Steve's comedy, Casey's outbursts, or wonderfully insane stories. Your show never ceases to lift my mood. I'm restarting therapy this week, and I can sincerely say that the President and Steve show pushed me to ask for help. Wow. I appreciate all that you, uh, all of you, and I will be a listener for life regardless of where that life takes me. Thanks again. And then they sign their name, and I'm not going to mention that. Uh, so thank you for sharing that story. We appreciate that. And there's about 200 separate amazing elements to yes. what you just said. And I'm very happy that you're seeking help. I just did that live commercial for better help and therapy, therapy in general. Uh, there are people that are there that can, uh, maybe steer you in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, and we do appreciate that. And it might be just a little thing, not necessarily our show, some one little thing that, that you experienced through the day that just might absolutely change it all right there for you. For and just think about that. And obviously, the the the, the rates of self harm and, and suicide are are have skyrocketed sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, as you said, Preston, there are people who are would embrace the ability to talk to you and help you through a situation and therapy of any kind. And and. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just people, this is what they do. And they, they help you frame things in context. And you think about those little moments in the day mm. that can mean so much to, to um, you know, to say, God, okay, yeah, there's this. Right. That's bad, but there's this. Right. And you have to think of life as a series of those opportunities, you yeah. know? I think of that line in uh, uh, the song from uh, R.E.M., Everybody Hurts, so hold on. Yep. Is is the refrain at the end of that? So, but thank you for for sharing that story. We do appreciate that. And then this other uh, email, totally different. Uh, it says, "Hey guys, I grew up in uh, Buxco, yeah, and now I live in Spokane. I live in Spokane, Washington, and I've been listening to you guys for 15 years or so. My family and I." are up in Alaska on vacation. How did they get there? And have been listening. Well, you know, you have to, you got to swim. <laughs> you got to swim. Fly uh, or no. take a boat. Uh, you have to. <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast as usual during our long drives between cell service. 
Uh, my eight and ten year old now will not stop saying "sucking on a chili dog," <laughs> and thank you so much for that. Uh, you guys rock. Sucking on a chili dog. Keep it up. Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, Zook said is from uh, Darren W. Rash Jr. So I thank you. I love that. It yeah. makes Alaska that much more majestic in my mind. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, have I heard correctly, Nick, that we we're trying to work on a camp out for hunger appearance? Yeah. In very artist. I talked to oh. Tom again yesterday. Tom McGovern is a great guy. It's, it's funny because you know he grew up listening to MMR and Preston and Steve and uh, he just turned 30 over the weekend. He had a show at City Winery. He's back. He lives in LA but he's back on the East Coast at the end of November. I'm sorry, end of uh, October, beginning of November. So we're trying to work it out so that he can come to camp out the first day. Uh, but he's just such a nice dude and he's like, listen, if you guys ever want some chili dog style Preston and Steve thing, <laughs> okay. I'll do it. Like he, right, it's, it's comedy music and that's what he does and he has so much fun with it. He's just, he's a great dude so I can't say enough nice things. Love it. Excellent. Alright, well, um, you know, we're giving away our Word of the Week prize today because we're off tomorrow and therefore it being kind of a Friday, no sad bro for us, I think we should clean out the junk drawer. No! I think we need to do that. So... I'm going to reach into this drawer here. I'm going to reach into this drawer I'm here. I'm totally ill-prepared for no, It's all good. Acapella fart. Ah! I found something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, folks. It's theater of the mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kath, I'm sure you heard this, but uh, Bed Bath & Beyond said it's going to lay off employees and close underperforming stores as part of a broader turnaround plan. They announced this on Wednesday. Well, they've I, already closed a ton of they stores. They have. I hate to hear about anybody... I don't even know of any stores that are still open. Uh, actually, I can't. Really? Is the yeah. Wynwood one closed? I don't know. Uh, oh. Uh, well, that sucks. I just yeah. like knowing it's that they're the beyond there. now. They, they just... switched to um, online. So, like that, you know, that 20% discount that you You mean on to... computers? <laughs> what? Yes. That's what that means, yes. Um, they had that twenty. They switched the twenty percent discount. Everything that you would get in store, and they moved it all uh, online. They tried to focus on like bigger uh, furniture items for a little while. And so, remember the store in Plymouth Meeting? That's yeah. what they did. They they made a huge section of furniture, and it yeah. just it didn't go it well didn't for them. They and lo- they had to close them. To me, uh, like that's the kind of store that I could go in, and there's like some cool stuff. Like I could find something, and they have. They had bizarre things like yeah. you know a, a sixty pound bag of uh, M and M's or something yeah, right, that they right, right. like weird stuff and then <laughs> yeah. a toilet brush I and like then that. a Keurig machine. The thing <laughs> is though, it's so concentrated and the stuff that you can find there, you can find at Target. It's a smaller, well, it's yeah. So, yeah, it's a smaller selection. But you go to Bed Bath and you know, Target. Coles, like all that stuff that you can get there, you can. But I do, I'm with well, you. Well, the I, stuff that Bed Bath and Beyond carried, they had a larger selection. Exactly. Than, Thank you. They than had Target. more of that stuff. But yes. you're right, Casey. It was focused on Bed and Bath mainly and, and Beyond, and which was, beyond. Beyond. was never defined. The M and M's would yeah, have been. Beyond. Yeah, right. That was the Beyond. <laughs> right. Well, because uh, the I, one I, thing I, I th- that. And then when you think about Bed Bath and Beyond, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Coupons. The coupon. Oh, yeah, the it was the coupons. perpetual coupon that would come. I was and if you didn't have one at the register, there you go. Here you go. Yeah, they've given to you. I never once purchased anything there without the coupon. Like, I mean, it would have been, it was like a cleaning supply for $5.99. I'd be like, hold on, I have a coupon for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, Jesus Christ, one of these. <laughs> Kohl's is going strong, you know? <laughs> like, that's. Because you say coupons, like Kohl's Cash is the same exact thing. You go uh, there yeah. and they're like, here you go, here's some money. Yeah, you yeah. saved $3,000 today. <laughs> Do wow, any of the casinos spend- take Kohl's Cash? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> when we did the um, uh, Crock-Pot Challenge or whatever, uh, and we ended yeah. up giving oh, away yeah. a Crock-Pot, crock I, I bought the Crock-Pot over at Bed Bath & Beyond. Did and you it was the a 20% little- off discount? N- of course I didn't. I, oh. No, Kathy, oh. I love to pay full price for things. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of 20%, the struggling home goods uh, retailer said that it will cut about 20% of its workforce across uh. corporate and supply chain, close 150 lower producing stores, and discontinue three of its nine owned brand labels, which are uh, Haven, Wild Sage, and Studio B3. I didn't realize they had their own brands. Yeah. It will also significantly reduce the inventory of its remaining owned brands and bring back national brands, including... Uh, is it Calphalon? Uh, is that how you say that? Teflon. Oh, yeah. Like the Calphalon. Yeah, the Potware cooking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ugg. is that a competitor of Teflon? Also, Ugg, yeah. Cuisinart, Dyson, and Oxo. It's, okay. it's not a competitor of te- uh, Teflon, Steve. It's like the maker of the, uh, you can buy like frying a, pans and things. Frying it's pans. A brand, it's a brand name. Yeah. Okay. It's expensive. Um, all right. So we recently did the the ceramic uh, pans and pots and stuff yeah. like that. Are, are those? Way to brag. <laughs> all right. So I asked... Um, I asked who was it? We had a chef on, uh, and I asked him about the ceramic. I think it was uh, Irvine, and he said, "Well, when you, and, and I have a couple of ceramic pots as well that have that that kind of white." Uh, is, that look the, is, that the, is that the trendy thing now? Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. It's just an option. Okay, but, but anyhow, pots. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah. Pots. pots. Oh, yeah. my. Right, right. Okay. Pots. Sorry. Anyway, but over time, you'll see that uh, it, it kind of, there are little chips that are taken out of it. Eventually, oh, it'll be really? kind of speckled at the bottom. And does that end up in your stool? Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, because yeah. yeah, it ends up in your food, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it ends up in your poop, and you yeah. get speckled poop, which is <laughs> not fun. It's anyway. kind of fun. But yeah. that's, Irvine said that, and I was like, okay, I, I, I kind of see that. But in almost any nonstick surface, it's eventually going to either, and that's why you don't put it in the dishwasher, because it slowly wears that away. Okay. So on, on the, another but, element to that is you, you, and you've talked about with the uh, barbecue brush, with the, uh, the that metal sometimes can end up in... Yeah, those food, little bristles. Right? Yes, yeah, right. I use them anyway, but uh, after I scrub down, after I, I brush the uh, uh, the the uh, the grill, yeah. Uh, then I'll, I'll take a, 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 a towel or something and wipe it off. What are your sure BMs no, like? Um, prickly, prickly. <laughs> yeah, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, they've been great. Yeah, Thanks for awesome. asking, yeah. by the way. I, I'm on a roll, too, if I do oh, so. the best, yeah, right? Yeah. Every now and then, you go through like you know a period where it's like, this is not fun. I, case? And pooping should be fun. Mm-hmm. What's been our saving grace? The, the, the fiber pills, man. I'm telling fiber. you. I, Unbelievable. I, I take it. I'm, you know what, Steve? Yeah, all I have I, to do now is buy gold from William Devane and watch Matt like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about skipping up blue to yeah. six pills a day because I take five with my breakfast. Uh, I'm thinking about going to six because it's been so good. Dude, you're, you're addicted, and I love it. <laughs> all right. So, Bed Bath Beyond is, uh, I didn't know they had already closed down a bunch, Kath. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've been to one. Is the one the one in Plymouth Meetings? Oh, yeah, that's been gone for a while. Is that where they put the PGA store now? Uh, I think, wasn't PGA Dicks? I think. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Yes. There were a bunch was, of Dicks. Yeah, Bed no. Bath Beyond maybe became the uh, liquor store and yes. whatever's next to it. You are I correct. Don't, yeah. I don't like, I if given the option, I going to a brick and mortar is very enticing to me. Going, going at least to the mall. As it was a, a fun thing, you know, uh, for me. It used to be, uh, and I could still, going to KOP is still enjoyable. Well, that's because they actually have stores in there and not, you know, right. just like, you go to the Springfield Mall. And, and listen, Springfield Mall has some decent stores in there. That's they where I get my sports-related spatulas, Casey. But I hate it, like, when you just walk through a mall and you're like, well, that's not a that's not a, a chain store. I that, know. You know, it, it, that, to me, that feels like, oh, this, is on, the, this is on the way out. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's, ha- that's why the, the, the Plymouth Meeting Mall still, I, there's... It still has to deliver on its promise, doesn't it? What do you, what promise? Uh, th- that it was going to be something really. I don't think they're. De- they haven't delivered on 
anything. Other There's than, more stuff outside that mall yeah. than there are inside I don't, that I mall. still, I really would love to sit down with the people over there and find out what, like, why? Like, why is that even still open? When you walk through there, <laughs> uh, it's so sad, and I think we've talked about this before, we've all used that, is that it looks sad. Half of the stores, like, are dark, and the gates are down, yeah. and there, there's either nothing in there, or half of the time I go in, there's still merchandise in there, but the store is closed. Do you know what I think could help that, honestly? I think it, it, it actually, in just general layout, it is so voluminous, there's such emptiness yeah. in the middle, right, Case? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's it, like if you go to KOP, everything's a little tighter, creating the impression that it's a little bit more happening. Well, because you could have a full chariot race inside oh, that mall. <laughs> yeah, but that's because there once was the kiosks that are that are there, and yeah. KF Russia has wide hallways as well. Like in, the, in the new, as... but in the new part, and yeah. and you know, even in the old part, there's kiosks all over the place because they are, you know, it, it is businesses yeah. that are in there. You know, and what's there's funny? just nothing in Plymouth Meeting. When you walk through the Plymouth Meeting Mall, I would say ninety percent of the people that are walking in that mall are headed to Chick Fil A. Like that's oh, the only I, saving I agree grace. With you. Yeah. And they used to uh, deliver outside, and they took that away. So now you actually have to go in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you used to be able to get Chick-fil-A from the outside? Yeah, like, you know how all Chick-fil-A's will have, like, you can just do curbside, and they'll bring it out to your car? I didn't know that. The, you didn't know that no, Chick-fil-A did that? I did not you know that. You do it right on the app. You don't even have to you huh? just pull it. Oh, yeah. You I'm got, doing that more and more these days. Kat. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, anybody that's, that does curbside and you don't have to go yes, in. Yes, I'm outside. Could you bring my Chick-fil-A out? <laughs> all right. Well, I, I have another retail story. <clears throat> oh, it's in here somewhere. Hang on. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Look out for that mousetrap. Um, that was for you, Bill. So <laughs> are you willing to buy this year's styles next summer? Sure. Yeah. To you yeah. What the hell no. do I mean to? Freaking <laughs> no. cargo pants never go out of style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing 2022 shorts and shoes. You're like a fashion nightmare. Just and do it. I do. A t-shirt from a movie I've never yeah. seen. I got a, a Takwa shirt on that I think was given to me in 2012, <laughs> and sh- the same shorts I've been wearing all week. So, mm-hmm. yes, Preston, to answer Although, your question. This is the newest. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt that I bought in. Yeah, July. Okay. So this is kind of new. Sure. But just do what I do and wear the same thing, and then eventually it'll be it'll come back in style. Oh, Absolutely. Right. Back yeah. That's right. why. So, yeah. Clothing chains like Kohl's and The Gap are finding themselves a, a large summer inventory due to inflation and lower demand. And for the past couple of years, the pandemic has resulted in swelling inventories from any clothing retailers. So they're packing up their stuff and they're going to sell it next year. Well, we we'll were talking see. about that. We were talking about that a while ago. Well, they, they they had such a glut of inventory during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Target basically had to put away a lot of their stuff. They reported having to to put it away because um, you know when the pandemic hit, everybody was staying home and they were just wearing sweats and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then they started to actually give it away. Remember, where they had those like, ridiculous now. sales to get rid of it because people didn't want it when they put mm-hmm. it back on the shelves. Well, that's why uh, for me now, I think my plan last year. Was to be winter shorts guy. I think I've been validated. You did now. pretty good. And yeah. I did very well. I mean, if it's a standard like white tank top or something that can be worn, yeah. you know, yes, that's going to work. But if it's something that's trendy and the trend's gone, like right. a, like a bustier and stiletto heels, right? No. A bustier, exactly. <laughs> I have, the, and I'm a creature of habit. Like when I, there's you know a pair of shoes at Skechers that I like, I'll buy three pairs of them because yeah. I'd, I'd love them in every color, right? And, and yeah, and I'll just hang on to them. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get you know a couple of years out of them yeah. if I can. Same thing I'll do with, mm, like, shorts. And I've, I have these shorts that I love, and I, I 
can't find them anywhere. I don't oh, think man. they make them anymore. It sucks when they stop doing and, that. And the socks. Remember when I flushed all my socks? Yeah. And I went and I bought yeah. all the exact same socks. So they they would always mix and match. Just they're cheapo fruit of the loom. They don't make them anymore. I'm ready to re- renew oh, and get some more. I got to start go, over. Go to I got to start Max. over. Yeah. With a new brand. It's because I, of the I went, sock embargo. I went to TJ Maxx. I went to Ross. I went to Marshall. I went to all. They don't make them. I went no, to just, Walmart. Yeah. yeah they I, don't make them anymore. I'm just saying if you're going to just redo it all, like, yeah. you know, toss them all. Just, Hire a seamstress. Well, I get all my socks that. from TJ Maxx. I'm a, you're a Maxinista. You're a Maxinista. Well, I'm definitely a Maxinista, but like I don't get my socks anywhere else but there because they're they're cheaper there, and you know they have the styles that I like. But, okay, yeah, no, well, makes total sense. But anyhow, so they have such a surplus this summer. A lot of the stuff has stayed on the shelves, and they're just a lot of these retailers are going to like the Gap and so on. They're just going to hang on to this stuff. They're going to sell it all next you year. You ever check the expiration date on your clothing? Regardless, <laughs> best if worn by. So good. They should have that. Out, right. of, out yeah. of style by. Yeah. Bell bottoms. <laughs> best if worn by 1978. <laughs> what, what item of clothing that you own do you think is the oldest? That you actually own that you wear Ooh. with any sort of regularity? I have no idea. Mm. That is a very good question. Uh, that that I wear with some sort of regularity. Any sort of regularity. It's my gladiator. Yeah. I mean, would, would it be your like jeans or because I don't wear jeans. No, you know what? Because I'll I'll wear jeans a lot, and so therefore they get oh. worn out and they get tossed out. My hoop um, skirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now I have some old uh, t-shirts that I've hung on to for sentimental value, and that every right. once in a great while I will wear, and those are. Uh, some of them are over twenty five years old. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a shirt, yeah. Preston, that my 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 dad. I've always been bigger than my dad, you know. But um, not always. When I was a baby, I'm sure I was smaller. But the the. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but That's a uh, big ass baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's bigger than you, Gene. I know. Uh, I think it's a radiation problem. But there was a shirt that had been literally going on like thirty years that still looked. Brand new, and and I lost it. Like it was, it was sort of a, a keepsake thing that still just looked contemporary. Whenever yeah. you wore it, I still have my my first Philadelphia radio T shirt, uh, which was given to me by our old boss Jim McGuinn when I was moving here, and it's my DRE shirt. And that okay. was from you know twenty in good condition, twenty seven years. It's in great condition. Yeah, yeah. Would you probably wear it? an accessory. Okay, you know what I mean. That, that doesn't I, count. It doesn't count as no. no. What well, what is it? I don't know. I'm Ball just saying. Game. I don't know. Like a bracelet know. or something? <laughs> it's or? probably some sort of piece of jewelry or, uh, you know, like a, a purse or something like that. Right. Would you wear the DRE shirt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. I have my first ever Pearl Jam concert shirt, and I think that's the oldest. That's 98, I believe. How's the condition? It's great. Yeah. But I've kept it in good condition because it was my first Pearl Jam show, and I kept it entirely for sentimental reasons, but it's still a nice shirt. I still like would, it. Would you wear it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Does it fit okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like that Monday episode where Herman puts on his uh, his army outfit. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was fatter when I first moved here. Okay, so it fits, oh, yeah. my shirt fits yeah. great. I think I bought big in '98, but um, Pierre has shirts <laughs> that he now fits into again. You know, he lost so much weight, and yes. he has, like, old-school MMR shirts, and yep. he, he couldn't wear them for a long stretch, and then he dropped the pounds, and he couldn't put them back on, which is pretty cool. Yep. All right, well, anyhow, let me see. I got something else in here. Oh, there it is. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gassy. Uh, so, a woman named Maggie McGuire was at Sea Watch Beach in uh, Manis- Manasquan? Manasquan. Manasquan. Thank you. New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, that sounds like the fart sound effect that my brother and I just... 
Come on, come on. It's, you're not the first to observe that. <laughs> it's common knowledge. Yeah. That was the impression. Yeah. Now I yeah. remember the story. Yes. Casey and his brother, that's how they would imitate how their father farted. Yeah. But we would use it like if we were playing uh, sports against each other. Let's say we were shooting a free throw or something like Can that. Can we play sports against each other? <laughs> Uh, if you were shooting, you know, you would do that to mess the guy up. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, Manasquan. Manasquan. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, this woman, Maggie, had spotted something unusual in the water. It was small, umbrella-shaped, purplish-pink jellyfish speckled with dots. Okay. No. And she said the water was literally filled with them. And her kids caught and released, probably a dozen of them, and other kids were doing the same thing. So she had never seen one before, so she did a quick search online. She found a group on Facebook called New Jersey Jelly Spotters. Of course. And posted photos. Yes, thank you. Welcome to the organization. And uh, posted photos of the jellyfish. Two marine biologists reached out and informed her that they were mauve stingers, which is a species rarely found on New Jersey beaches. Mauve stingers. Yeah, mauve stingers are relatively small. Sounds like a cocktail. (laughs) We'll have a couple of mauve stingers. It does. (laughs) Uh, And they can sting, but unlike other jellyfish, which only have stinging cells on their tentacles... Mauve stingers have stinging cells all over the body of the jellyfish. Mauve? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. So the the ones you would want to look out for, in fact, if you were up on Long Island, uh, as we say now, uh, in the uh, in the sound, the purple jellyfish would come in, and the ones that that had the that were very. Um, uh, well, painful if you got stung by them. Those are those, but I've never seen ones like this. Yeah. So, uh, according to her, the the woman who found, she said sometimes people pick up. Oh no, this is the uh, an expert. Yes, um, yes, actually, Liza Baskin. Liza. Uh, some t- said sometimes people pick up dead jellyfish by the bell, and that should definitely not happen with this one because it can still sting you. Uh, I don't really pick up dead jellyfish. No. Uh, people who have been stung by this species have described it as a 9-volt battery sort of thing. Uh, moth stingers are also usually found more in the open ocean, but the jellyfish have been recently sighted and washed up all along Jersey Shore from Sandy Hook to Cape May. Um, and, Steve, here's, here's the name you want. It's especially unusual to see such a large number of them, according to the Director of Marine Biology and Coastal Sciences Program, at Montclair State University, Paul Baloney. <laughs> oh, poor Paul. Paul Baloney. It's, yeah, it's so spelled, hard for his degree. It's B O L O G N A, but it's got to be. That's yeah. how my Baloney spells his <laughs> first name. Right, last name. Yeah, he doesn't stand for Baloney's uh, findings. <laughs> Not at all. He won't stand for it. Yes. He doesn't stand for Baloney. Paul Baloney. <laughs> You know how we've talked about uh, stupid human instincts that kick in every now and then? Like, yes. wanting to throw yourself off the top of a bridge or... Right. You know, yeah. B- look... Bizarre... Yeah. yeah I responses. have one when it comes to jellyfish. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm alone in this, but Steve, when I would see dead jellyfish on the beach, I did have that instinct. Like, to I would touch. Want, I would want to put my feet in it. Yeah. I would want oh to, like, God. reach down and touch it. There, and this, I don't think I still have that anymore. But Good. As a, as a, <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson. But as a kid, anytime <laughs> I would see one on the beach, I would be like, oh, yeah, I, I have to go touch this thing. So Knowing was... full well that I'm going to get stuck. Nick, there was, a, and I remember, uh, Presley, you talk about when someone who first learns water, to water ski and they don't have it quite down and you, they just get pulled face forward in the water. Yes. So I, <laughs> oh, I, I, yes. Saw, I saw this. This, again, was the Long Island Sound. And uh, it happened to be during that point in late August when these purple jellyfish were fairly voluminous. The dude gets pulled forward and there is a purple jellyfish oh, man. Oh, on, on his, his face. face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh. 
That's awesome. So <laughs> that wasn't that. good. Yeah. Dead jellyfish don't sting, though, right? They yes, sting they can. They, are, are, uh, after they, in case if they die on the beach, they can still sting for a little while. By the way, this is Nick when he follows through on picking mm-hmm. up a jellyfish on the on the beach. It's oh, you're not working. Oh, I got you, bro. Oh, <laughs> I killed it. All right, uh, I. Do people eat jellyfish? Yes. They do? Yes. Okay. Uh, which is, again, another disgusting thing. Why is there no peanut butter fish to a comment? <laughs> well, the- SpongeBob would use them. They would make jellyfish jelly, yeah. if you remember correctly, when they would go jellyfish. You know, the box jellyfish, which is very is incredibly deadly, is a very tiny um, jellyfish. You, you've seen those, right? The box jellyfish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, yeah, uh, in the movie Seven Pounds. He right, keeps them right. as a... Uh, oh, that's right. That's what he uses. Well, the movie, yeah. you got to see the movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, by the way, Paul Baloney. Everybody please rise for Baloney. He said... He doesn't that- stand for Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Nick... Really? Full on snorted on that one. <laughs> totally got me. Rise for baloney. He doesn't stand. He doesn't stand for baloney. Great setup for a terrific joke. Thank you. <laughs> You're just being nice because I bought you a movie today, aren't Whatever. you? Whatever. Okay. Don't, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Paul Baloney said he's only seen two mob stingers over the last 15 years, but within the past two weeks, he has to get out a lot. Yes. <laughs> As you would imagine, I'm not dating, and I know women really call me. Uh, he estimates thousands might be in the water along the Jersey coastline. Is this an anomaly that yes. there are that many? They're, they, they're Is this not, what Baloney's saying? He's not exactly sure why, why they're here. The presence it's could... It's the liver worst. Could be due to a combination of factors. <laughs> From the lack of rainfall and upwelling in the ocean to winds coming out of the southeast this summer, the tide also may play a role, pulling the mauve stingers in and onto the beaches once they drift close enough. We've talked about this before. That's how they travel. Like Portuguese man of war, it, it, they go with the current. By yeah. the way, Baloney is ab- abundantly clear on how painful their stings can be. He intentionally let himself get stung in the name of oh. science. And he explained, well, I'm like, how That's bad? That's how I got syphilis. How bad could it be? Uh, he said he's familiar with the occasional intentional sting of a jellyfish, but he said the mob stinger was different. He said immediately I used some choice four-letter words, and it was just intense pain. The spot on his arm turned red and nasty, he said, and a scab appeared the next morning. This guy's uh, an idiot. Although it didn't cause him to bleed, he said it basically just killed all the tissue in a small circle on my arm. Mm. Uh, the mob stingers may not stick around much longer, though. He said if you get stung... White vinegar is a common remedy. Other antidotes include a rinse of salt water or hot compress. And, of course, you've heard that people pee on them right. as well. And, so, But so if you do that, you, you know, uh, you can just pay someone to pee on you. So, listen, if you, uh, if you see a purplish-pink jellyfish speckled with dots at the Jersey Shore, don't touch it. I tell you what, any jellyfish I see, I'm not going to touch. The the totally clear, just gelatinous ones. Those those right. I, they're they're I, innocuous. I picked those yeah, up. Yeah, okay. and yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they they don't really do Are anything. Are we sure? To yes, well, I've had okay experience. No, he's right. Them, those so. smaller, they're they're almost non-existent. However, Kathy, the box jellyfish you don't want to right, touch. Right, right, right. All right. So here's something uh, that has to do with the ocean. It's in here somewhere. I got it. Uh, So, it's been a very quiet Atlantic hurricane season so far, despite experts' forecast having warned that it would be an above-normal season and nearly all the factors being present for a busy season. Liars! And there has not been a named storm in nearly two months. This is strange. This is the first time since 1941, excuse me, that the Atlantic 
has gone from July 3rd to the end of August without a named storm. And since 1950, only two years, which were 1997 and 1961, uh, didn't have any named storms in August. Interesting, because they name them out as they are, even like the, as a tropical depression. Uh, and we, so we're, the the next hurricane will be in A, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it will be. So yeah. the season has a ways to go. Uh, it peaks around September 10th and going through November 30th. And the National Hurricane Center is watching three thunderstorm systems, giving each at least a 50% chance of becoming a named tropical storm. So there in th- this, you know, the question lies, are we just waiting for a really big one uh, because nothing has happened so far? And the calm or, before the storm, the or, calm before the perfect storm. Yeah. I was uh, toying around with the idea of maybe going to St. John and the Virgin Islands over Christmas break. And uh, so I was just looking up some hotels and I don't think it's going to happen, but there are still hotels. There are hotels that are still closed from Hurricanes Maria and Irma. And that was mm-hmm. 2017. <sighs> That's how devastating those two hurricanes were to both Puerto Rico and the Virgin well, Islands. Well, think about those things also that are built. They're not, right. they're built right. to like beat standards. All right, so you know how, like, everything has its purpose on this earth? Like, we hate mosquitoes. Do everything. But, uh, you know, mosquitoes do serve some sort of a purpose. We all hate great uh, white sharks, but they, you know, they're, they're part of the ecosystem. Uh, uh, do hurricanes have any sort of redeeming qualities uh, I, to the uh, earth? I, that's a, that's a kind of a, an interesting question. Like, I, if they went yeah, away, so which sure would... They're, I mean, they're, everything has its purpose, as you said. So, yeah. uh, that I don't know. Um, yeah. how how does it fit into the the way that the the Earth progresses? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, don't uh, have the slightest. I are mean, these important not, as a Bed Bath and Beyond? <laughs> it's not good for people. No, you know. I mean, I know that. No. Um. So it's good or, for or, weather or, uh, reporters, living <laughs> yeah. animals. Yeah, it's true. They, they get to stand yeah. out in the uh, middle of the road while. <laughs> Well, they say, show how terrible it is. We're going to go to Lou now. Uh, a fair question, Case. I don't know if there's, yeah. a, you know, if, if it if it's some kind of a, you know, a cleansing event, right? Uh, of type, like a high colonic, uh, yeah. For like, the like even like know. forest fires, right? Like they're they're yes, horrible, they're, they're, but they're, they yeah. serve a purpose. Right? I'm trying to think of other natural disasters and their purpose. Volcanoes, right? yeah. I mean, volcanoes probably relieving some pressure and some take. It's basically shit. the earth shooting its load. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking farting, but you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking of like a zit popping. Yeah, or something there like you go. That, but, like you know, earthquakes, know. I guess, are just uh, you know plate tectonics. Uh, what about an avalanche? Well, like, what's a good thing that comes out of an avalanche? Uh, um, like cool video footage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're we're maybe right. overlooking that. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's uh, that's weird. Uh, we're gonna have to break off and. I think and we're starting to move into Hitler pros and cons. Yeah, later. No, we're yeah, gonna have exactly. to uh, have a sit around. All right, let's go to something else. I'm I'm done with this. We're yeah. Done. Don't ever bring up hurricanes again. So, well, how about this? Jehovah's Witnesses are returning to their trademark door-to-door ministry. Oh, my gosh. I've had them come to my door. Already? First time in two and a half years. No kidding. Yeah, yeah? like several times, I would say, in the past, like, six months. Several times? Several times. Now, fortunately, I have the ring and cameras all over the place, so I see them and I don't answer. Okay, right. (laughs) You know. According to the organization, it will mark the complete restoration of all pre-pandemic in-person activities for the nearly 1.3 million Jehovah's Witnesses. Who in the 12,000 congregations across the country and will be just in time for the launch of a global campaign featuring an interactive program for Bible study. So who else comes to the door? And you used to have... Well, Mormons. Mormons, you too. Said Mormons. Yeah. You used to have... Uh, and so you now I'll get those people from the... Um, uh, about the um, energy, about where you buy your power yes. from. Yes. And, and water as well. Um, and then oh, uh, uh, um, 
pesticides and and uh, you know the, the, right. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Pubic. Like, no, oh. no, like uh, pest, uh, pest control. Pest control. Thank you. Yeah, uh, they, they'll go door to door. Or door. Um, right. uh, people who've, <laughs> who tell you they can fix your sick tree. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pe- the oh, pest yeah. control and and the tree people have a good. Uh, they have a good uh, opening line, which is like, "Hi, how you doing? Look, I noticed that you have yes, some of these yes, up here. I yeah. uh, You know, yeah, I see that those haven't been taken care of, and they point out things, yeah. you know, like a little nest or something like and that. And honestly, like, oh. you could probably work out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tree people have come to my house a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, but the Jehovah Witness they um, congregate at the uh, base of my driveway, and then they split up into groups, and they'll take. Uh, there's like about three different groups. I can see them on my camera and they'll take three different routes and they, oh, they yeah. hit all the houses. You should go out and start to sneak into the back when they're all congregating and go out with them. Man, there was one time I was at my friend Howard's house. I was probably 16, 17 years old or whatever. We just got done doing bong hits. And <laughs> For he, Jesus. He goes, uh, uh, the door doorbell rings, comes back and he goes, he goes, hey, there's somebody. It's I'm at his house. Oh, by the boy, way. Yeah. Like, there's somebody at the door for you. I walk over there, stoned out of my knees. It's a Jehovah's Witness. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's speaking in tongues. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, That's oh, a great guy. I got a, and I felt guilty and horrible. Oh, really? and, yeah, yeah, it was like funny. when Neil Peart pointed you out at the. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're wearing your uh, shirt. I'm wearing my shirt today. You know, what huh? my mom used to do with them is uh, they would come and they would you know bring the pamphlets and all that, and she would have the pamphlets from church from <gasps> from mass. Let's swap. Told, yeah. No, and she would try to convince them because she's like, "You're doing it to me. I'm going to do it to you." This was years ago. Sell when we were back younger. at them. She yeah. would sell it right back at them. Okay, I got a uh, fair. a letter in the mail, and it was like written with like you know my name and address written right. in pen so it was like a personal letter right and i was like the freak is this like i wasn't expecting any sort of letters and it was inside it was from jehovah's witnesses wow i'm actually I, in, uh, go ahead no no go ahead i i would like to if i have the time invite them in and and have a conversation with okay them. yeah i saw this guy they'd be going oh uh, listen we gotta go <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, not that thing. I, I don't know. I guess hurricanes are serving some purpose. I've never had a penguin before <laughs> yeah. for lunch. I appreciate uh, uh, it. Uh, I think I don't think the devil's in your thermostat. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I saw this guy did a, a bit, and I forgot what it was on. But he he had uh, had the occasion, Kathy, where they came by his house regularly, and they were doing it like early on the weekend. Yeah. Knock on his door, and he hated it, and he was an atheist. Yeah. So he decided he was going to see how people reacted, and he went to homes. And he was peddling atheism. Right. And essentially, knock on the door, and he goes, Hi, I just want to let you know that you realize that when you die, nothing is going to happen. You just you will <laughs> oh deteriorate in the ground, right. and blah, 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 and all this and that. And boy, were those people pissed off. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm just doing the same, same thing. thing. So he went back to those people? He went to people who I, I think he knew were probably uh, the faithful or something okay. like that and did that. And uh and yeah, he was not he was not met very kindly <laughs> by that. People are like in their suits going out to the wake of a loved one who just passed away. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, Casey, yeah, you should invite him in if yeah. you have time. And, uh, and listen, see. we we gotta go. Yeah. Right? In fact, we'll take those watchtowers back if you don't mind. Yeah, we don't want you. Oh man, <laughs> hang on a second. This is interesting. I'm gonna go to uh, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So when I was like 16 growing up, uh, the Jehovah's Witness Mormons, they used to come to our house all the time. And I was, um, 
I decided I had had enough of that. So I saw them coming up to the uh, house. I quick ran up into my bedroom and grabbed the um, like replica battle axe that I had. <laughs> Ran down into the kitchen and just squirted as much ketchup over it as I could. Stop it. (laughs) As they they knock on the door, I just swing it open holding this thing in my hand. I'm like, what? I was busy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? All right, thanks. I'm sure they see a lot of stuff. But here's the... Penn Gillette did did a a, a nice thing about this. You know, he's he's atheist as well. And uh, he says, you know, for the people that believe and they believe that this is a a road, you know, to salvation and something they want to spread the word that he he, he commends that. So you get it. If you could just not do it at seven o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Let, let me be. Yeah, you yeah. do I'm, what I'm you do, way. and I'm gonna do what I do. I yeah, don't I'm like when way, people yeah. come by unannounced to the house. I don't like it. Even at all. people you know, oh, yeah, and your friends. Here. Okay. I don't. I don't. I I don't like it. Uh-huh. No, I'm with you. I that's your. You know, that's why I will sick the uh, the kill dogs on them. Hang on a second here. I want to. Uh, Adam uh, plays a game. I think here. Adam, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Today? Great. Great. What's up, buddy? So. You said it's been about two years since they came around. The Jehovah's Witnesses came around. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we actually take the pamphlet and we hide it inside the house. That's and great. it's basically a game of hide and seek. So once <laughs> you it. find it, you have to say game on. And once you say game on, you have to find it. Problem is, I told my wife two years ago, game on. And I have no idea where the hell the damn pamphlet is at. So I want a new one so I could actually hide it in my new house. Oh, so you want them to stop by now. Okay. That's actually kind of fun. Just like you get the pamphlet. Other than that, I look at them. I say, "Thank you very much." Can I get a pamphlet? Absolutely, I'll read over it. <laughs> <laughs> Game on! Mm-hmm. Game on! That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah, that's a great idea, Adam. I like it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, buddy. You're very welcome. All right, uh, let me see here. Oh, man, let me go to this real quick. Hi, Emily. Emily, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock my world. Uh, we love you, Emily. Thank you. What's up? Um, my Jehovah's Witness story is great. My ex-husband years ago was up on a ladder cleaning out the gutters mm-hmm. and had his headphones on, and the Jehovah's Witnesses were trying to get his attention, so they shook the ladder. Oh, oh boy. No, you don't do and, that. No, that would just piss me off Yeah, uh, even oh, more. Yeah. So he popped out his headphones and said, you guys better have religion, because when I get off this ladder, you're going straight to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. Wow, thanks, Emily. Appreciate it. All right, well, they're restarting it, the door-to-door ministry, first time in uh, two and a half years. So uh, be ready for that. almost be like nostalgic. Yeah. All right, that's all we have time for. Ah. we got to close up the drawer, my friend. Uh, we got some stuff to get to, including some more Bizarre File stories, and uh, we're going to talk to Keenan Thompson. That's right. Going to be hosting the Emmy Awards on Monday the 12th, uh, so we'll get with him a little bit after 10 o'clock. We'll come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Students across the Delaware Valley are ready to resume their educational pursuits at 93.3 WMMR. We're still trying to get the alphabet right. It's MMR's Back to School A to Z, our annual remedial romp through thousands of different songs. Alphabetically by title, amounts to roughly two weeks worth of no-repeat hits, album cuts, and some app you've never heard. Join Professor Jackie Bam Bam as he starts the rock and roll call next Thursday at 7 p.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything, and we mean everything.
that rocks. We're giving away our Word of the Week prize today. All right, so if you've been in the running, keeping track of the letters for the Bush, Allison Chains, and Breaking Benjamin uh, trip to West Palm Beach, we'll have that for you in a little bit. Uh, speaking of winning, I want to congratulate again Alex, listener Alex, hey, 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 hey. of the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia edition. And uh, Alex is going to get to meet the gang at their event coming up on Monday the 19th at uh, the Met. And uh, by the way, there are two Always Sunny podcast live shows. They've been sold out, but there's a limited amount of seats uh, that have been released for both shows. Yeah, they always do that. Uh, and you can uh, link to get tickets and photos and videos from today's battle are now posted on PrestonAndSteve.com if you want to check that out. So feel free. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun contest. Those guys know a lot <laughs> Yeah, about It's Always Sunny. And uh, they did uh, wonderful this morning. All right. So I think we should do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. I'm going to start with this messed up story. I just saw this a couple of minutes ago, and I had to include it in today's Bizarre File. An Ohio man is expected to recover after being stung approximately 20,000 times oh. by bees and ingesting about 30 of them oh, man. while he was cutting tree branches last week. I have to push myself away from the table after 10 bees. Uh, the incident occurred when Austin Bellamy climbed a tree Friday morning to help a friend trim its branches before he accidentally cut into a nest full of African killer bees. So, That's according to his mother, Shauna. Uh, uh, I'm stunned a- that you could get that kind of yeah. attack and survive that. Yeah, 20,000. I'm curious of these numbers. Uh, whether they're accurate or not, because that seems absurd to me. Most bees, a lot of people don't know that this, are actually numbered on the side if you look. Oh, okay. So it makes determining the amounts easier. So she wrote on a about it on a GoFundMe page. Uh, Carter said that uh, the fire department told her that the bees were killer bees, but a uh, beekeepers association said a bee sample would need to be analyzed to identify the species. Uh, his grandmother, Phyllis Edwards, and his uncle, Dustin Edwards, witnessed the incident. Phyllis said... Uh, I was going to try and climb the ladder to get to him, uh, but I couldn't get to him because I was surrounded in, in bees at the time. Uh, apparently, he, she said he tried to anchor himself down, and he couldn't. She added he was hollering, help, 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 Jeez. and nobody could help him. A firefighter named Craig was able to rescue Bellamy before he was rushed to the hospital for treatment. Uh, it is expected that he will make a full recovery. Uh, his, uh, That's gram- amazing. His grandmother said it looked like he had a black blanket on his head, down to his neck, down to his arms. He had bees inside of him, and they suctioned bees out of him until Sunday morning, she said. Oh, God. Uh, he remains in the hospital. He endured some kidney failure. Uh, and she said, yeah, he ingested about 30 bees in the process. This is mind-boggling. I, I can't. I, that's insane that that happened. Speaking of insane... Uh, gravy wrestling is back. Oh, good. Yeah, after being canceled in 2020 and 2021 due to the uh, pandemic, the 12th annual World Gravy Wrestling Championships were fought on <sighs> August 29th. Is there any clearer sign that the pandemic is over? <laughs> the competition, which took place in the Rose and Bowl Pub in Rosendale, Lancashire, has wrestlers fighting in pools of gravy for two minutes at a time. Which kind of gravy would you prefer to wrestle in? I think what are my choices? Yeah, well, turkey, chicken, beef, 
And then also like uh, you know tomato gravy. Hey, don't forget sausage gravy. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, sausage that's gravy, bits of biscuits and gravy gives yeah. you something to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sausages. I'd probably go with sausage gravy. Uh, points are scored for outfits, entertainment value, and wrestling ability. Uh, and Carol Lowe said people come in fancy dress, men and ladies, and then they wrestle in gravy and get eliminated as the day goes on. It's a great time. Uh, Lloyd Clarkson and Imogene Young won the men's and women's events, respectively. Mm. A viral video shows a Southwest Airlines pilot telling passengers that if they continue to airdrop naked photos to each other, he'd have, they'd have to deplane and get security involved. Uh, Taylor Marsalis captured the Southwest Airlines pilot's announcement on TikTok posted on Thursday. And in the video, the pilot says that if passengers continue to airdrop naked photos to other passengers while the plane is on the ground, he said, quote, we will have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off, and we're going to have to get security involved in this. This is another, yet another story like this where a pervert was yep. uh, was uh, sending D-pics yep. uh, to passengers. He said vacation is going to be ruined over the plane's intercom. Uh, and this isn't the first time that a viral TikTok has shown someone airdropping nude photos on a flight. A man was arrested in June for airdropping photos of his genitals. <laughs> Steve, as you remember, right, right, right. random passengers on the flight. It's known as cyber flashing. But if the pilot finds out about it, He's, He's going to turn that plane around. Turn this plane around. Turn right around. Right now. With these D-picks. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible story, but it definitely belongs in the bizarre file. A 20-month-old girl died after being struck on the head during a violent hailstorm yeah. that caused havoc in Catalonia, northeastern Spain. Fist-sized hailstorms. Up to four inches in diameter rained down on Tuesday on an area around the village of La Bisbal. There's footage of this uh, storm. It's mind-boggling. They caused injuries, mostly broken bones and bruising to around 50 other people. I've never seen hail no, that large. No. Never. Uh, people started screaming and hiding, said musician Sisius uh, Carbonell, who filmed the storm's destructive aftermath uh, in a nearby hotel where his band was playing a uh, canvas-covered terrace. And everyone was forced to run for cover. He said there was chaos, little boys and girls running around alone. Some parents were able to grab their children. He said there was a little girl of around three or four who was not sheltering under the parasol. I ran out and I grabbed her. Uh, Then a hailstorm broke through the fabric. And I told my group that either we were going to get into the restaurant or one of those tennis ball-sized things was going to land on us and we wouldn't make it. Uh, The hailstorms were the biggest recorded in two decades in Catalonia. You see the footage up here? It's running on the screen. Uh, Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that gets dangerous. Yeah. Uh, How about this? An open door let loose 2,400 chickens in Beamsville, Ontario. Actually, there were baby chickens. There were chicks on Monday, prompting several volunteers. The most adorable creature on earth. uh, To help uh, rescue the chicks. Uh, the Ontario Provincial Police Highway Safety Division tweeted that the chicks had all been collected thanks to help from the public. I'll be leading a Mountie division. <laughs> and they said... <laughs> to Gene, handle everything. Gene Simmons on horseback? Absolutely. Uh, the cause of the loose chicks was the driver who forgot to now, close... Normally, I love loose chicks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a history of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, so the driver forgot to close the I've door. I've actually had social diseases kill other social diseases hey, in me. Spokesperson for the Highway Safety Division said... It's like gravy wrestling, but with gonorrhea. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, they said that all chickens were collected and returned to the company safe and sound. Sir. Again, I, keep, I hear people say that, you know, uh, people that I know, I, I keep chickens as pets and yeah. just love them. They love them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. 
in the Bizarre File for you. Our guest is early. Hey, yeah, nice. Is that right? How often does well, that happen? Well, that's fantastic. That never happens. Uh, and he is insanely talented. Uh, in fact, the longest-running cast member in Saturday Night Live's history. Well, I told you the story. The, the, the writers say that if they ever have a sketch that they think is sort of iffy, they know that if they put him in it, it'll sell. There it'll you work. go. Yeah. Uh, he's hosting the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards coming up Monday, September 12th on NBC. And, oh, we have some lead-in music. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know you were doing this, Casey. Well, what up with that? <laughs> yes. What up with that? All right, it'll also be uh, streaming on Peacock. Please welcome the one and only Kenan Thompson to our show. Hey, Kenan. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Great to have you on, man. Congratulations on uh, picking up the the Emmy Awards. That's cool. And you have hosted events before, correct? That is very much correct. Yes. So I'm excited about this one. And this is... You guys are funny, man. (laughs) Was very funny. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Well, thanks. The the uh, the this is good because it is a return to. I think it's almost every all hands back on deck. This is, will be a a real Emmys broadcast, not a hybrid. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think we're all live in the room. Yeah, it was weird because you had the um, it was this in a in a tented sort of structure, and uh, you know you want it to feel like a real deal awards thing, so. Um, I'm glad that we're finally getting back to that. Yeah. What? Listen, what, Keenan. What's the prep like for something like this? I mean, you know, being in our business, we've stepped up and, and hosted some charity events and things like that. But this is this is a whole other ball of wax, and I would imagine there's quite a bit that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a you know fantastic team that's on it. You know, um, they did the Emmys last year, and uh, yeah, I think they have a good you know direction for where they want to you know take the show. You know, it's like. We don't want to have the same kind of boring show. So, you know, we want to, you know, a party kind of atmosphere, high energy, happy, you know, everybody's kind of congratulatory in their attitudes towards each other and stuff like that. That's kind of the vibe I, I would really love to maintain throughout the evening. Um, and the prep is, it's more on my mind, I would say, than a lot of hosting gigs. Like, it's <laughs> on my mind kind of daily, all day. Like, am I ready for this? Am I, you know, do I have enough jokes? We have enough ideas to last for the show. You know, how's the monologue looking? How's the opening two seconds looking and all of that? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a lot, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, for years and years, it used to be like, you know, I mean, going back to when, you know, Bob Hope would host the, the Oscars or Johnny Carson or, you know, and, or, uh, you know, and Billy Crystal and uh, J- Jack Palance and, and these award show moments that have sort of become iconic. And then it sort of became like kryptonite. No one wanted to host these shows because you didn't know what was going to happen. But when they're done right and you have the, the right kind of host, and I think you are the right man for the job, um, they can be a blast. They can be. In fact, that's how these award shows will get nominated for other awards. Like the I, I, the Oscars telecast always gets nominated for an Emmy. So, you know, if they're done right, they can really work. Yeah, I hope the Emmys telecast like wins an Emmy. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Uh, Keenan, yeah, really and I mean, I just I love the the ease and calm that those veterans had when they would hit the stage. It looked like they fell out of the shower and just you know started hosting the Oscars like it was nothing. So. Exactly. Inkling confidence would be great. Have, have they been? Has anybody been training you on security techniques on how to <laughs> separate people uh, getting in fist fights <laughs> in preparation for this? 
Oh, no, my sensei and I have been working for you. <laughs> Very good. You and your sensei, that's good, yeah. You should be... <laughs> <laughs> you should be solid. Hey, I wanted to ask you, and, and, and uh, your show, your own sitcom, Keenan, which I really enjoyed. I, I, I think, sadly, it's been canceled. But was it as well nominated for a for an Emmy? Thank you very much. Um, the show itself, unfortunately, did not manage a uh, nomination, but I was nominated for it last year. Okay. So I mean, I think, you know, it put us on the radar where we needed to be, and, you know, I think the people that have seen it enjoyed it, and that's kind of all I can ask for. No, it was really, it was really funny, and you got to work with uh, Don Johnson, um, you know, which is <laughs> pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, it shows you the volatile nature of these things. Here you're on one show that's just been around for generations, and, and uh, but to get a sitcom and to capture one and, and have it have longevity, it's, it's uh, an uphill battle. It really is. It, it's tough. And, you know, that was like my third time around the development cycle with ideas. You know what I mean? So that was the furthest I've, I've gotten so far. So it's, it's all still achievements. But, you know, it was nice. You know, you, you put a family together for two seasons and you grow very, very close with people. So the goodbyes are, are very hard. Hey, and speaking of longevity, obviously I mentioned at the top of the intro that, uh, you know, you're headed into your 20th season with SNL, longest running cast member. Um, through those years, did you ever, did you ever have any thoughts of, well, maybe this is the year they're going to cut me loose, you know, because uh, everyone has a shelf life on that show. I mean, every year for the first five years, I would say, Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I, I had fun, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, was, um, you know, it was very tumultuous in the beginning and then I, I kind of settled into my stride and. Then it started to become like, am I staying too long? Am I outstaying my welcome? Or am I missing opportunities? And, you know, fortunately, I'm, I'm happy with the decisions that I've made. Well, I want to ask you, is there any truth? These rumors have been floated around. They've been reported on whether or not <laughs> is a sequel to Good Burger in the works? Yeah. I mean, we're trying to make get the deal done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it um, I think it needs to be a... a, a um, I don't know. I mean, I think it should be a payday for Kale. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a big piece of, you know, intellectual property that he made famous. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm trying to get the numbers where they make sense because to step back into those shoes on a grand scale, I, I feel like he should be compensated. No, it'd be great. Keenan, I, I want to ask you about the original Kings of Catchphrase comedy tour because it was such a brilliant uh, skit and, uh, and just making fun of that type of comedy. <laughs> but the irony is that I now say things like, Beef jelly because of you. And like, so that catchphrase that you were guys completely nonsense and making fun of in my brain actually became a catchphrase. It, has that happened with anybody else that you're aware of? Oh, yeah. I mean, and shout out to Bobby Moynihan because that was his sketch, you know. And I, I love him dearly and I miss him dearly. Um, but I remember him pitching me that idea and he was just like, yeah, I think you're going to be like, you know, this hamburger kind of guy. That, you know, there was a Jam comic named Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> uh, at the end of all his jokes, it's kind of like a catch catchphrase thing or whatever. And he was like, "Yours is going to be B." That's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. That's so bizarrely random. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was pretty fun. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, little little earworms like that. I think kind of sneak up to people. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, we use Slappy Pappy Wah Wah. Um, <laughs> From time to time. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> Man. Uh, if there's... Uh, are the are there any bits that uh, that you and I'm sure that there there are loads that uh, anybody who's worked on SNL that they pitched that they knew for sure this is going to be great and it just got passed over. <laughs> um, not necessarily like pitching, but we've definitely written sketches. Like we wrote this one sketch that got a standing ovation at dress rehearsal and got cut. Huh. So that was, like, <laughs> yeah. And and is that is that strictly Lauren Michaels' call at that point? It's a mixture, you know what I mean. So I don't know exactly who you know kind of you know, didn't want to do it necessarily because yeah. you know like the host has an opinion, Lauren has his opinion, producers have their opinions, and then like the timing of the show or how big the set might be, and if they can get the set built in time to right. fit in with. The other structure of the show, so it, it could have been a number of things. Mm. But that was the craziest thing I ever witnessed. I was just like, so uh, the the odds are fairly strong. I'm sure SNL is up for a number of Emmys. You get, uh, you know, it wins. Um, you just, you can just stand on stage, just stay there and collect with the rest of the group. Now I think I'm gonna hold the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I. Keenan, thanks so much. We'll be checking it out. It is coming up Monday, September 12th, obviously, NBC, and we'll be streaming on Peacock, the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards. Thank you, Keenan. Have a great one, man. Keenan Thompson, guys. And there you go. All right, we do need to take a break, so we are going to do that now. We'll come back in a second. We haven't even gotten to Trash and Music News. That's coming up next, along with the lesson question. Stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kathy had the skedaddle. Yep. Uh, zipped out of here. We'll be out of here shortly, but not before we do some things that we need to do for you, including giving some things away. And uh, we'll start with the lesson question. Today, we're going to give away a $50 Dunkin' gift card if you can answer this question correctly. I got a couple to choose from here. Let's go. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to give you one that was within this hour. Wow. Okay, we never do this. What kind of chicks is Gene Simmons love best? 215-263-WMMR, all right? What kind of chicks does Gene Simmons love the best? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. While you are calling in, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today. Some stories. Steve Morrison, what is up? Well, Cher responding to a popular tweet calling Dua Lipa the, quote, share of our generation. Cher noted that she had just turned 60 when Dua Lipa's mother entered nursery school. Madonna addressing her marriages to Sean Penn and Guy Ritchie, calling them the biggest mistakes of her life. Many noted the assessment carries extra weight when you consider Madonna routinely wears a golden grill and eye patch. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
God. And finally, Real Housewife star Teresa Judai saying she really doesn't spend much time talking to her new husband, Louis Rieles. Judai says it shouldn't be surprising because she also never talks to her vibrator. (laughs) 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 All right, to the phones we go. We'll see if somebody has an answer to this. What kind of chicks does Gene Simmons love best? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go to... Is this Jose? I think it's Joe. And oh, then it, yeah. Joe. Somehow or another, it ended up... Okay. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Joe. What kind of chicks <laughs> does Gene Simmons love best? Loose. Loose is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hang on a second, Joe. That changed, right? The name on that screen changed for It me, does right? that from All time right. to time. And what it ended up changing to was the last three letters of loose... And you remember there being a Joe, so you went from the J and Joe, Joe. to Jose. Mm-hmm. I got it. I I, I've heard it a million times. Here's what we got for Joe. $50 Dunkin' gift card. It's go time for teachers, and Dunkin' is brewing up a perfect way to say thank you. And on Thursday today, uh, local educators are going to receive a free medium hot or iced coffee at participating Dunkin' restaurants. Wow. Price and participation may, may vary, so go get that. No. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with this. 30 Seconds to Mars commemorated the 20th anniversary of their self-titled debut studio album with the release of a collectible box set. And it includes a signed vinyl poster, uh, or a, I think signed vinyl poster mini yearbook, uh, stainless steel chain bracelet with insignia box, two drumsticks printed with the Shannon Leto signature, four guitar picks, and a commemorative pin. <laughs> Six rabbit's hands. Yeah. yeah, and it's set uh, for retail at $175. In conjunction with the release of the box set, the band has also released an exclusive 20th anniversary merch collection featuring a commemorative tee and zip-up hoodie. Uh, the album is available separately for purchase for a limited time on vinyl, CD, and cassette tape as well. So you can buy it on cassette. Oh, yeah. Kind of interesting. It's a trendy thing. Yep. So 30 Seconds of Mars, uh, the, the album was released on August 27th, 2002. There was a point at which he was poised to be much more of a rock star, but he kept the acting thing going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but I remember that there was a lot of heat on that band. He he juggles both pretty well, yeah. you know, to, to keep that band going and, and relevant and still pull in some pretty impressive roles yeah. uh, acting-wise is it, a tough thing to do. It took a little while for them to really take, because I'm, I'm looking at their album history, and it wasn't until 2009 that uh, uh, This Is War, that album came out. Right. That was, a song, that was the one that had Kings and Queens on it. That's a great and, song. And it's a great, great song, but that's the first one that I remember hearing where uh, they got any sort of, like, um, widespread radio play. Okay. Uh, in the UK, the latest album for from Muse, Will of the People, is outselling the rest of the top ten combined. Wow. Uh, it was reported in Billboard. The numbers come midweek, but it is likely that when it's all added up, the trio will have their seventh uh, UK number one album. Uh, will of the People is the band's ninth studio album. The music walk of fame in London, renowned for its musical history, will be unveiled, or we be unveiling a store plaque in honor of David Bowie. The unveiling ceremony will take place on September 15th, followed by a private event for Bowie's friends. Did you see that, uh, colleagues. Walk when you were there? I mean, you took a little bit of a uh, side, uh, we, we went out to see the uh, the Eagles play. Yes. And uh, you uh, went off on your own. Did you hit that as well? I 
don't remember. I'd have to see what it looks like because I went through a really cool area where they had all of the lyrics. Oh my God, it's Preston of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, that went down uh, like blocks and blocks and oh, blocks, wow. all in uh, neon. Uh, at every, it, it was pretty incredible. Oh, that's I, took, cool. I took a video uh, of it uh, walking through there, and I, it seemed like that would be the place to put something like this, but I'm not really sure, Steve. Uh, the unveiling ceremony, like I said, will be on the 15th, and it comes one day before the new Bowie documentary, uh, Moonage Daydream, opens in IMAX theaters with a wider release scheduled for September 23rd. I never heard that song, uh, or it, it wasn't familiar with me, uh, Moonage Daydream, until Fish played it in concert in Atlantic City. And now it's like one of my favorites. And, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, because I, I was like, all right, well, I, I heard that one. I'm like, I, I, now I have to listen to the original to see if you know how much of a departure it was. And I mean, it stayed pretty close to the original, and I love the original now. Uh, the Blue Note Jazz Club in New York City began the first of three evenings dedicated to the life of Charlie Watts, of course, late drummer of the Rolling Stones. The tribute show featured members of the Rolling Stones touring band. We worked closely with the Lake drummer, including Bernard Fowler, Daryl Jones, and Tim Rise, among many other special guests. And the three-night special show will con- continue uh, until tonight. Actually, it wrapped up last night. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with this fresh special guest. Were you going to go? I was going to go. So maybe we'll uh, we'll find out how that went. That's my haunt. It's the oh, blue excellent. note. And then finally, it's the return MMR's back to school A to Z. Very exciting. It's today. We're only a few hours away from this beginning. 7 p.m. is when it happens. Thousands and thousands of songs. It's a musical excursion. In alphabetical order. And Jackie Bam Bam gets the honor of kicking it off. Uh, so join us on this musical journey starting tonight at 7 p.m. It's exciting stuff. We love it. And we will be carrying this on for yes. you when we get back next week. For and sure. if you've never heard it, you just set aside some chunks of listening time because you're going to hear some wild stuff. What letter do you think we'll be on when we get back to work? I try not to. <sighs> it's tough. Yeah. Um, um, M? I was going to say uh, F. I think H. I mean, I mean, a J is what I was going to say. All right, I'm going H. Okay. I always confuse F and H. Right. Yeah, yeah they're hot. They sound not the like each other at all. <laughs> uh, J. I'm going to go with J. All right. J, the letter J. Casey? I'm going F. F. Oh, okay, cool. Good right. number. It's a good letter. <laughs> James, by the way, uh, who won our uh, Always Sunny, or, or was in our Always Sunny contest, raised up his fist when I said the letter J. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team I, do, I do that yeah. for P, too. Yeah. P is the, the best letter in the alphabet. You know? <laughs> we all have our favorite letters. Yes, no, of course we, we do. do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for music news. Let's give away some of these Top Gun Maverick digital copies that I have. Uh, and we'll take callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Tom Cruise, the spectacular action-packed epic. You can buy it now on digital. And uh, dive into over 110 minutes of incredible behind-the-scenes bonus content. available at participating retailers rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Did you see that? No, and I oh. can't wait to. Yeah. I'm uh, excited honestly, to. Honestly, uh, you know what we've said. It's it's well worth seeing. Yep. All right. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take those callers. Come back in a second. Wrap it up. Later today, Word of the Week prize. Give it away. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve Radio Program coming to a close for today. Another fun one. I love it. It's been another enjoyable week on this end, anyhow. Hopefully yes. you've found enjoyment. Uh, if we're the only ones enjoying it, is I don't know. You know we try. Uh, by the way, uh, there is a Daily Rush video that is up, and it's part of our group to thank for being here today. Uh, and it was the battle of the self-proclaimed experts. It's always sunny yeah. in Philadelphia edition. I want to thank James and Alex for being here this morning. Alex, our victor, and he gets the VIP treatment at the Always Sunny podcast coming up at the Met. It's going to be a great time. There are some tickets to do remain for that. They were sold out, and then all of a sudden they released some uh, last-minute tickets. So if you want to get them, you can get them. And so we have the video up for you to check out now. The description says, hey Two jabronis go head-to-head in an Always Sunny trivia game to see who is a golden god and who has donkey brains. <laughs> and you can be the first to see the newest Day Rush videos by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Also, thank you, also thank you to uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Not a great phone line, but we had him on. He's hosting the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards on Monday, September 12th. That's on NBC, and it's also streaming live on Peacock. So, I guess we should get the letter of the day for the word of the week. And uh, I guess you're going to do that, Casey? I can do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Just finished his prep. He did. All right. The President's Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter Z. Z. As in zebra. All right. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want from me? Caller number 7 215 263 WMMR. You get to uh, a shot at winning the prize if you know the word. So give us a call right now and we'll get you on board. Seventh caller is what we are looking for. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Wonderful. Did you just get here? No, no, oh, no, no. He's been here. He got in before us, Preston. Oh, I was uh, polishing the furniture. <laughs> uh, you know... You're a stickler for that. You have a old, particular type of polish that you insist on. Yeah, it's Smith's Old Fashioned right. Polish. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. And, it's uh, made out of bee honey and... Yeah, Smith's Old Fashioned. <laughs> uh, Katie Robert used to use it. Touch of vinegar, touch of beeswax touch of uh, cinnamon, yeah. put it in your coffee, and then start polishing. Okay. All right. And I got the whole west wing done. Oh, wow. I start working on the east wing. Yeah. But I had to run to get down here. Boy, shoot. Yeah. Well, hate... the west wing's a distance. I got uh, it. It sure the hell is, Buster. Yeah. And I, um, I, <laughs> dirt just makes me mad. It oh, does. Yeah. But you're stronger than dirt. I am stronger than dirt, just like Ajax. <laughs> Remember that commercial? Stronger than dirt. Stronger than dirt. You're too young. I don't remember remember that one, no. That's all right. Steve and I know it. Okay, because you're old as dirt. (laughs) Absolutely. Damn. For yourself. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want from me? All I know is sports. Sports and dusting. 
That's all I know. I don't know much else. <laughs> Got to pick up the goddamn pace out there. Sports and dusting. Sports and dusting. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. They're very similar. They're very uh, similar. Yeah. You smoke a cigar, you drink some Jack, you dust. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot you about smoke that. You smoke a cigar, you drink some Jack, and you dust. Then yeah. I go to my show at the Fanatic, and I talk about sports. You should do a shift one time. I sure should. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the calls. We're looking for number seven. It's Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Nancy, what's our word of the week? A to Z. I don't know. Yeah, that is correct. A to Z. And with that, Nancy, you just won yourself a trip to see Bush, Allison Chains, and Breaking Benjamin, and it's in West Palm Beach, Florida. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Saturday, October 1st, and we're picking up the airfare and the hotel and the tickets to the show. So congratulations to you, Nancy. That's awesome. Thanks. You bet. Hang on. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. Be good to go, my friend. So, what's happening on today's radio program? More pops, rocks, the Moody Blues, the uh, orchestra playing the uh, music of the Moody's uh, we'll have to give away. Also, blocks in honor, because we'll be in A to Z tomorrow, we will uh, do a block of the Red Hot Chili Peppers today. Normally, we'd wait till tomorrow. The show is Saturday. Brent Porsche is broadcasting from 3 to 7, by the way. Cool. Uh, which will be fun, and uh, I think it'll be a fun outdoor show. Uh, also, Warren Zevon on the bill today, and Ghost uh, will be on the bill today. So those are the workforce blocks. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you by Duncan, the official... I'm sorry, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, Acme, the official grocery store of the President Steve Show. And by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeezed. Next week on our program, we have a few things set up. Uh, act, uh, we have uh, comedian Stephen Wright on the show. Cool. Uh, Bruce Valanche, comedic writer, will be in our studio. He's We've great. had him here before. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, one of our favorites, Gary Goldman, uh, Harry Levin. From uh, uh, TMT, a new special about Michael Jackson. And finally, we're going to be able to reveal some of the details about Casey's coast-to-coast driving adventure, wow. which is still happening. Yeah. Been delayed, obviously. We wanted to send him a little while back, but a little thing called COVID got in the way. <laughs> so we are going to make this happen, and we have some details coming next week on that that we think a little bit of a surprise. Oh, yes, there is. Fine, very interesting. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map.